the nurse's uniform on again today. Doing his best in, uh, as far as um, probably probably half knew there was a, a, a problem there, but went up and rode there at, at Musselbrook yesterday. So uh, hopefully that both those riders are on the mend. Staples getting a workout, Munge. You'll be heading off to Rose Hill soon. Yes, uh, Richard, I'm talking about jockeys. Let's go through the jockeys' challenges Please. for today. Well, uh, while we're hot on Caulfield, we'll stay there and tell you that the favourite in the jockeys' challenge is Blake Shin at $2.90 over Craig Williams at three fifty. Johnny Allen and Michael D, six fifty a pair. Mark Zara's at 8 Any other jockeys at 16 Dean Yendel's at 18 and Daniel Moore's at 26. At Rosehill Gardens on an absolutely spectacular day in Sydney, James McDonald, well, the earth is back on its axis. He's back at the top of the Jockeys Challenge market at 165 over Tyler Schiller at 750. Timmy Clark and Rachel King, eight a pair. Any other jockey, 13. Tom Sherry, 14. Brenton Avdala, 18. Karen McAvoy at 21. At Kembla on the backup after Gong Day last week, Keegan Lake. Latham. Uh, tell you what, Ryan, Ryan's been busy. He's two jockeys at the top of the market here. Keegan Latham, 170. Rory Hutchings, 360. Alicia Collitz at six. We've got Kobe Jennings, Mitchell Bell and Jeff Penzer all at 18. Any other jockey, 31. And Andrew Atkins at 51. And it's Tattersall's race day at the Gold Coast today where James Orman, the $2.60 favourite over Angela Jones at 4.20. Jaden Lloyd's at five. Not to be outdone by his brother riding four winners last night. Jaden managed to Rider winner at the Sunny Coast. He's at five. Martin Harley at ten. Brody Loy's at eleven with any other jockey. Jimmy Byrne and Kyle Wilson Taylor at a seventeen dollars each of two. Yeah, I'll get on the uh, on the go. Richard, ten thirty. Our preview for Rose Hill Gardens live from the track. Gavin Carmody, our host today, and Brad Gray, our form expert, and I think Ali is in the yard for us as well. And Corey's back. He'll be there as well. Thank you, Glenn. Glenn Munsey. Let him go and get organised for Rose Hill Gardens today. 29 minutes to 10 here on Racing HQ Saturday. It's trying to get a hold of Matty Smith. We might go to a short break here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Um, of course, Matt with Colour Sergeant, Floating, uh, Festival Dancer. Uh, but um, that is fine. We're not too far away from a, a Michael Maxworthy preview for the Gold Coast. Wayne Harris has done the form also for Kembla Grange. So short break and back with more. Join the Big Sports Breakfast team as they lead the charge to the Mudgee Cup Friday, December 2. Don't miss the Oriental Hotel's Race Day Eve Calcutta and Charity Auction Thursday, December 1 from 6.30. Hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlowe and, of course, featuring the BSB team. And back up with the boys of the Ori Friday morning for a BSB Mudgee Cup special with Brecky served from 7.30. Then take advantage of free travel to and from the track as you head out to the Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic meetings. Lionel, what do all the TVs and tech at Bing Lee have in common? All of them? Yes. Well, Mum, it's very complicated. No, it's not. Mum, it's all about chips and processors and controllers. No, it's not. It's about huge deals. Huge deals? Black Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right now, we've got huge deals on TVs and tech at the Bingley Black Friday sale. For eight days. Any questions, ask me. You're kidding. Bingley, better living every day. Experience Friday night under lights. Night racing, live bands, pop-up food markets and bars, plus children's entertainment. Entry is free. Kia Friday night racing on December 9 at Canterbury Park. Find out more at theracers.com.au. Hey, how did you get a next-gen Ranger? Picked it up 
from a Ford dealer last week. They had plenty of the XL, the XLS, and... Thanks, mate! Yeah, okay, bye. Get into your Ford dealership quick and get into a next-gen Ranger quicker with XL and XLS in stock right now. I'll take the blue one, please. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the new TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Now joined by a man who saddles up some nice chances at Rosehill Gardens. And I was going through the rundown for today and with some great guests, I thought, gee whiz, this fella's going to have a couple of favourites here. And I speak of Matthew Smith. He's with us now. G'day, Matt. Morning, Richard. Thanks for uh, joining us a bit later in the morning. We, we, let's go to race number two. Look, Colour Sergeant's near the top of this market. You can never rule out Flambeur, but how are you couple there for race two, the midway this afternoon? Uh, look, they're both in good shape. Uh, Colour Sergeant's, you know, obviously the, the pick of the two. Um, run was good last Saturday and came through the run in really good order. So I uh, was happy to, to back him up here today and I can't see, you know, I think he'll run really well. He's just got to carry the weight, of course, but um, he can do that if you ride in it, I think. Okay. Race four, number 10, is my behind-the-gates multi-horse. I'm a breeding nerd. I'm thinking Poisson Stallone. I'm looking at the journey. I'm thinking floating can be hard to beat again. Tell me I'm on the right path. Yeah, look, he's um, he's up in grade again, so he's got to keep taking that step. Like, he's definitely a progressive horse. We can see that in uh, with his win last start, but... Um, like these lightly race horses, they've got to do things right. So if he, he's got to get it right. If he, if he can sort of race like he did last start and relax, and uh, he'll be hard to beat, there's no doubt about it. So he's just got to do it right. And if he does, you know, his work suggests that um, he'll be right in this race for sure. Would you like a bit of tempo in that in that race? Oh, for sure, yeah. No, he's a horse that definitely definitely hasn't quite got the hang of it yet. So um, if, he, if the, the speed was genuine, would, would um, definitely floating for sure, you know, a nice tempo where he can get into a nice rhythm like he did the other day and just go through his gears. So a uh, smaller field probably doesn't help that, but um, look, we'll see how the race is run and Rachel will just try and find a spot where he's comfortable and uh, hopefully he can do the rest. I'd imagine uh, race 10, Festival Dancers, she'll be all the fitter for the first up run the other day? Definitely, yeah, no, she probably takes a couple of runs and uh, race 10 today, the track will be like a velodrome, I'd say. So I um, don't know that it'll suit her, but um, look, she's come back in good order. She's taken a prep to really get back to her best. I think she's well and truly on the right track, but probably takes another run to, to find uh, her best form for sure. Okay, let's head to Melbourne. Sandown Cup, Papalino and True Marvel. How are the stayers? Yeah, both um, have come on uh, nicely through the prep. Um, uh, both horses are looking for the 32, no doubt about that. Papalino was good last start. In Melbourne, and the 32 would be ideal for him. He's probably not as good on a good track as what he is on a wet track, that's for sure. But he's fit and he's well. And uh, you know, probably try and get him in a position today to to, to uh, take the luck out of it and get him in a handy spot and let him make it a true staying test if we can. Um, and true marble, like the trip's no issue for him at all. He ran second in this race last year and 
Uh, I, I think he's going as good as what he was last year. It's probably a little bit stronger race though this year for sure. But uh, look, he could pop up. No worries at all. He's going well. Race nine, uh, Cliff's Art. She's always that mare that people are going to have a little little something on. Uh, how's she coming into her summoned? Yeah, she's good. She, it's been a little bit of a frustrating prep because she's just drawing bad gates. Um, but each of her races, her sectionals have been excellent. So we know she's going well. She just needs the right setup. Um, probably is a bit one-dimensional that way and that she needs a little bit of speed and she needs to settle and relax. But uh, from a good draw today, I would have thought she could be a lot closer today in the run. And, uh, um, you know, the, a bit of the tempo's come out of the race. So if we could be a little bit handier, I think it'd be good. And I can't fault her. She's actually been going really well, just hasn't had a lot of luck this prep. So hopefully today we get a bit of luck in running and she can be in the finish. Okay, you're a good man. We uh, we text you at about a quarter to nine just a little request for a chat and you're always up for it. We appreciate it and good luck with your runners today, Matty. Anytime, Richard, and good luck to all the listeners out there having a punt today. Thank good you. Good on you. Thank you. Matthew Smith, there you go. He, he's, um, his horses, the market says, are going to play a pretty fair hand today. He was certainly colour sergeant, uh, plenty like him. I just love the way that floating one the other day. How could you not love the way floating one the other day? But has to come and do it again in a little bit of a stiffer grade, but it looks a prospect. And yeah, uh, you watch you watch Cliff's art at Handy Oz today uh, certainly do something in the summon stakes. It's about 20 minutes to 10, 20 minutes to 9 if you're listening in Queensland. Speaking of Queensland, all roads lead to the Gold Coast today. Couple of listed races, great program. He's done the form. He'll be on Sky Thoroughbred Central, uh, Central all afternoon. It's a very good morning to Michael Maxworthy. Thank you, Richard. Yes, we've got a good meeting at Aquas Park Gold Coast today. It's the Tattersalls Racing Club meeting. Weather fine, track good, the rail is true. It's a good four. We could possibly get an upgrade two or three throughout the afternoon. First race on the card, I'm going with the favourite, number 11, Steady Ready, because he's got barrier one, and I know there's a big rap on him, and they want to try and get him into the king of the mountain, the big, rich slot race at uh, Toowoomba Racecourse on, on New Year's Eve. So we'll go with him here from the inside gate to beat number 12, Cosmic Serenade, now her best chance is if she can ping and cross steady ready in the early part. She was able to lead on Melbourne Cup Day over 900 metres here and she just kept on running and bolted in. So the start's pretty important for her. She goes into the mix though, then Frederick the Dane, who's got plenty of speed, and also Hamilton Hill, 11, 12, 2 and 10. So to race number two, this is for the two-year-olds, the plate over the 1100. We've only got a field of five lining up. The favourite is Mighty. Now, she's the, uh, the half-sister to Isotope. And she's been well prepared to win her first start here. Now, she won a barrier trial and she's since won a jump out when hitting. She's won them well. I'm not sure about that price. So I'm just going to look at the Matt Dunn runner in Bandashar, number one. I like the way he's been trialling in Sydney. He had a trial at Randwick, a bit of a break. And his recent trial at Warwick Farm was very good. He only ran fifth there, but he wasn't asked. We just given a bit of a tap down the shoulder. I noticed he picked up nicely. So I think uh, first start, 1,100, well prepared. I'm going to gamble on Bandashar number one. Putting in five, Mighty. There is a lot to like about her, but just a slight concern about the price, whether she deserves to be that short. Tango Fever, one of Gary Portelli's. He's 
splits his two-year-olds up and sends this filly north. And uh, she's got a bit of form around that trial that she won recently at Warrior Farm. She beat Firelane, who came out to win the Max Lees back in early November. And then got number six, Salt Lake Betty, in the mix, one, five, seven, and six. So to race number three, Richard, at the Gold Coast, a benchmark 80. And uh, pretty much ditto uh, what we saw at Doombin a couple of weeks ago when Driver Deal just lasted to beat Akahiro. Now, uh, there wasn't a lot in it at the end, um, and uh, Driver Deal has been up for quite some time. So is she coming to the end of it? Well, I'm not prepared to say, yes, I'm going to go with her again here. She did lead last start, and I know that wasn't the intention to lead, and she may have switched off late, and that enabled Akihiro to get really close to her. So I think the same can happen today. There's no speed. Um, he'll probably try and find one to take it up. If not, I think he'd be happy to go to the lead, Jaden Lloyd, on driver deal. So I'm going to put her in on top again to make it five wins on the trot. To beat number nine, Akihiro, who'll get his chance to beat her again today. Putting in Irish Playboy and also Raging Pole. Three, nine, four and ten. So to race number four... Gold Coast today, the three-year-old handicap. And it's a good field. I'm with pocketful number eight, Stuart Kendrick, trained at the sunny coast. And with the booking of apprentice Kyle Wilson-Taylor, this fellow will only carry 52 kilos. He's got form lines through Antino. Now, Antino won brilliantly at Doombin on Wednesday. And we're talking about him as being one of Queensland's most promising horses. Well, Antino um, beat this guy at his last start at the sunny coast back on the 6th of November, and this fellow pocketful really tested him right to the line. He was only being neck, and there was five and a half lengths back to third. So I think he's pretty smart, this pocketful. He'll go forward, give us a great sight, putting in Chase and Artie. First up run, a bit of a forget. Nothing worked out for him. Here at home, over 1,350 metres is more achievable. And he had some decent two-year-old form during the latter part of the Queensland Winter Carnival. Uh, number five, Storm the Fortress. A quick backup for this girl, but she was impressive in winning her only two starts. And then Tyressa, she'll get back and run on. Just a, a concern about the top weight, 59. Now, race number five, Richard, a class three at the Gold Coast. And I'm just banking on R&T, getting back to somewhere near the form that we saw him produce during the Winter Carnival. If he does, he'll win. I must admit, his two runs since the winter, since the break, have been disappointing. I was expecting him to at, um, at least uh, have won another race by now, but he is dropping back dramatically in grade to Class 3, so he's worth another chance, and there's been heavy support for him overnight. 11 goes in vaccine. Uh, she's going to get back, give them a start. She will hit the line hard. I loved her recent barrier trial at Doombin. The third, number nine, Preach, trained locally, will go forward, try and offset that wide gate. And uh, if he can, he's right in the mix here. And then Star Gamble, seven, eleven, nine, and 5. So to race number six. And here I'm with uh, Miss Hipster, number six, She's first up from a spell, but I did spot her in a recent jump out at Durban. She didn't have her race day blinkers on, and there was a bit of talent around her in the trial. Larry Cassidy gave her a bit of a dig, and she picked up nicely. I think she's been specifically set for this race, Miss Hipster. 
Uh, to beat number eight, Luskin Hero. Now, he was stiff not to win at a recent midweek meeting at Ipswich. Um, circularity went, ran okay last night at Canterbury, and he was lucky to beat this fellow at Ipswich, Luskin Hero. So I just hope the track's okay for him. He's better with a bit of give in the ground. That's the only thing in the back of my mind with Luskin Hero. Apart from that, he looks beautifully placed here. Zuma, California, he's a winner this guy. He's had 12 starts for five wins. He's got plenty of weight and a wide alley to overcome, uh, but he's going to be in the mix, I'm sure. And then uh, Shamaton always gets back, always runs on, usually for second and third. Six, eight, two and five in race six, the first leg of the Quadrilla. Race number seven, this is the Eureka Star Tattersall's Classic, 1,200 metres, listed for fillies and mares. A good quality lineup, and I think luck is going to play a big part in the outcome of this race because there's not much between them. I'm siding with Mimi Lagarde, number three, for Team Edmonds. Andrew Madden to ride from a good draw. We know that she's well and truly above average, but since, um, since Magic Millions Day this year, things have gone wrong. And I just hope that they've got her back to somewhere near her best. I thought she showed that last start at Eagle Farm when running fifth behind Hot Spring Gold. She ran on well, didn't have a lot of room in the home straight. Now, she's been freshened since then. Keep an eye on the market. If she's right, I think she'll give us a great sight at a decent price. Putting in number eight, this is Coco Rocks. Just a slight concern at a solidly run 1,200 metres, but she's going to put herself right up on the pace, and she's third up. A bit to like about Coco Rocks. So too Kisakano. She doesn't mind it here at the coast. Last start she ran ninth, but she had no clear running whatsoever in the home straight. So she wasn't able to be tested. Canadian Dancer's got a good chance first up. It's a nice race for Juan Diva. She gets her preferred surface, firmish ground. Amity Gale's got a hope as well. So it's that kind of race, stack of chances. Try to narrow it down to four. I'm going three, eight, six, and two. Now to race number eight, the Sky Racing Tattersall's Recognition Stakes, 13.50 metres. Look, Hollyfield looks extremely hard to beat here, but I love the odds on offer about number five, Vinco, and I'm just going to go with Vinco slightly ahead of Hollyfield. My speed map has got Emerald Kingdom running along pretty quickly in front, and Hollyfield probably having to do the chasing with his big weight, and he just could could be perhaps just slightly vulnerable towards the end. And if he is, I think Vinco can run home over the top of them. A total forget last start in the Keith now to Durban in the race won by Hollyfield. This fellow was badly held up. He almost stumbled and fell in the home straight. Yet he picked himself up and still found the line. So at the price, we're each way all day Vinco from Hollyfield. Number nine, Kinlock, no clear running at all last start. He should have won. This is a bit harder, but I think he's up to it. And then Emerald Kingdom, five, two, nine, and one. Now to the last at Aquas Park Gold Coast, the benchmark 80 over 1350, a tricky race to finish with. Orbison with Blinkers first time looks the, the clear leader here, and he does have the ability to go all the way, especially if he's not pressured early, and I don't think he will be. Having said that, I think Release the Beans number 10 is ready to win. He was much better last start, getting a little bit of cover, and I think Jimmy Orman will try and do that and should be able to get a bit of cover from that reasonable draw and then come at them late. So pretty keen on Release the Beans to beat number 16, Manazzi. No clear running first up. He should have gone close to winning and then 
straight to 13.50. Might have been in need of the run. I like the booking. I'm pretty sure Martin Harley's going to pick up the ride as we do this preview. He's not notified, but I like this jockey from Ireland, and uh, he, he'll give Manazzi his chance here. And I'm putting in three Orbison to hold on, and then Rathlin number six. Very open race to finish with. Ten on top, release the beans from 16, Manazzi, three and six. Richard, the best bets today, I think, four, eight, pocket full. And on an each-way basis, my value runners are seven, three, Mimi Lagarde, and eight, five, Binko. Thank you, Michael. Michael Maxworthy in Sky Thoroughbred Central today to bring us uh, all the action from the Gold Coast. Not too far away from behind the gates, Mitch Manners is our race caller at Rose, at Rose Hill this afternoon. That means Mitch Manners is also off the bench to join us uh, with behind the gates. Brad Davidson, Andrew Hurley and myself get involved with the conversation here. It's your chance to fire a few uh, questions at the guys. Uh, horses you might like today, horses you might not like with a uh, prices are right or wrong, how races might be being run. So the text line is open, 0419-767-272. So the text line again, 0419-767-272. The Debordley quiz not too far away as well. I know plenty of you are, are waiting on that, but uh, that'll come up at around about 11, uh, 11 o'clock, your chance to win a bit of wine. Kembla Grange uh, racing again today, and Wayne Harris has done the form. Hello, mate. Hello, buddy. How are we? What's happening? Uh, not much. Doing Sitting up late nights trying to find these winners. A little, uh, I suppose, uh, a good meeting at Kembla today, but maybe not quite the intensity of uh, of the Gong Day. What did, what did you make of uh, Gong Day at a, at a track that you know so well? Oh, mate, it's, uh, it's just a great day. It gets better. I think next year when they're banging the gong, a little bit more organisation needs to be done there. Choice of songs, and uh, they started loading horses in the barriers, and the jockeys weren't real happy. Uh, things were getting held up a bit. So, anyway, you've got to go through all these things, haven't you, to sort them out? Yeah, no, quite right. What do you make of the meeting today? We're in a good four by the look of things. Yeah, it's, uh, we've had, a, as you know, it gets very windy down here. Anytime we get any rain, if we get wind the next day or two, it just dries it right away. And you watch them when they put the sprays on the track here, it ends up over over in the stabling area and uh, misses the track a lot with the winds. But anyway, that's what the thing we've got to be putting up with, I guess, when we live here in Windy Wollongong. You're not wrong. Let's uh, let's get stuck into it, Wayne. And uh, benchmark 64, 2,000 metres, the journey to start the day. Brave boy, number five here. Alicia Collett for Brad Widdup is a $3.10 fixed favourite in the first. Intuition is there at 3.70. And number nine, Clear Blonde, uh, a $3.80 chance. Mist of Battle might have a bit of upside here at $5. And Cataway, $8.50. How are you seeing the first, Wayne? I've gone one five. What's it gone? One five seven and nine. I've done something here. I don't normally do. I, I don't like tipping the top weights in the two thousand meter races here. For some reason, I just don't seem to win. But intuition, he took. We went a long while before he won his, his last start here, which was at Kembla last win, I should say. Uh, since then, he's had a trip up to Queensland. His other runs here at Kembla have been good. And he's beaten by a horse called Shame on Us. Uh, his last time here, he only came out one on Gong Day. And uh, I think overall he's got the best form in the race. I know he's got his chair away, but you've got a heavier jockey in uh, Rory Hutchings riding. So I'm going to go with him. He was scratched from Rose Hill today. Got him on top. I thought uh, Brave Boy, well, you know he's going to run the trip out. He's uh, been placed his past three starts. He's travelled around a bit too. Um, 
Uh, you might even switch them around when we get to the races. Then you've got this light, uh, lightly race horse of David Payne's Mist of Battle. He's very, very green in both his starts, uh, put him away after debuting, doing a lot wrong. And then he, he won at Gosford first up uh, this prep. He was a big odds on that occasion, and that was on a good track. And he's still very green, but still too good for him. So um, he he uh, he's a he's a query horse for mine. And then you got Clear Blonde hasn't uh, she hasn't won for a while. So yeah, I've got numbers one, five, seven, and two. Okay, let's go to the second race at Kimble Grange today. Race two is the Form One Extra Maiden. Know a bit about those shows, Wayne. A, a maiden at the mile and a three dollars sixty favourite here. Number one, Calm Down. Ron Quinton, Rory Hutchings, three sixty favourite. Number five, Exile for Godolphin, four twenty. Number two, Fun Sunday at four forty. And El Bravo is there as a seven dollar fifty chance. Who are we with in race two? I went the other way. I went five, one, two, three. I could easily change that to the races. I think either one of my top two tips will win the race. You got the Godolphin, an Exile, only light in the race, Fastnet Rock Philly. Just placed on debut here at Kembla. Uh, then ran a very nice fourth uh, last day at Hawks. Been a pretty strong maiden, I thought. And that was on a good track. And I just think that uh, it's had less convictions. Saying that, it's no convictions with number one calm down. Bring the races seven times for six very good placings. Uh, Ronnie Stable is absolutely flying at the moment. And this mare's really busting to win. First up round at Hawkesbury was, was terrific recently uh, in the same race as uh, Exile. So there won't be too much between them, I don't think. Awkward draw just had me a little bit worried with her. Then you've got uh, number two, Fun Sunday. Uh, Brad Willett's horses are running very well at the moment. It's been knocking on the door on Sunday. And uh, she had 10 starts, five placings, but she's always near the money. And I tossed up with three thoughtful women. I was probably enough fun thoughtful women. Another lightly raced horse from the uh, uh, Robert Quinn stable. Uh, it's been very, very green in its two starts. Terrific second of Wyong last start. And uh, I think she's learning with racing. Shocking draw may have had a little bit higher. But for me, five, one, two, three. Race three is a maiden at the 1,400 metres. Looks promising this favourite, number one, Master Copy. Had John O'Shea on earlier and thinks he uh, expects him to run very well. So does the market. $2.80 favourite here. Number four, Skylight Song is at 3.80. And only other horse in single figures, number 16, Nullify, who ran a good race first up, is there at $5. Had to Burns to embrace more mischief at bigger odds. But Master Copy, a $2.80 favourite here, Wayne, for race three. I thought uh, Martin Unum's or Skylight Song would be pretty hard to beat. He's just been doing a few, uh, few things wrong. He's placed at Canterbury last start. He's come here a very fit racehorse, I think. A couple of gear changes. Taking blinkers off him here today. I've got him on top of number uh, one down page here, 16 Nullify, Team Snowden horse. Very good second when resuming in that strong gendarmerie maiden at Hawkesbury recently and had been knocking on the door. I know... Uh, she's a 15 start maiden, but she's she run a heap of placing. Then I've got a big question mark. I want to have a look at him today. I haven't seen him in the flesh, number one master copy. He could easily uh, get right up the top of my list here if I have a look at him and I like him. Cleveland Lathan rides from a good draw. And then the other one thrown in is uh, number six, Ronnie Quinton's watch the clock. It was a terrific first up second at Gosford recently. It's been crying out for a little bit more trip and race experience. So it'll run a big race, I think. So we've gone four... 16 
one and six. Race four at Kembler is the happy 50th Adam O'Leary, midway maiden. Good on you, Adam. Hope you're looking after you at the club there today. A maiden set weights at the 1,200 metres. The tab market has number 11 here, Thomas Slava from the Anthony Cummings stable is a $2.40 favourite. Number four, good once for Johnny Steinmetz at 4.20. Oblique, a $6 chance. Ben Smith back in the training ranks. And number five, Moorestown is a $9.50 chance. Want to see what Lee Leandra looks like here. Uh, Jason and Lucy with a winner during the week. And Leandra is at $11. But Thomas Lava, first up, 240 favourite, Wayne, for race four. Things going to be very hard to beat. I went 11, 13, 3 and 14. I've had that race experience, Thomas Lava. First up here today, um, I think it's only been placed one of its three starts, but I think she's got a bit of ability. She won a Kensington trial and led throughout. Then she obviously come back in pretty good form. So I've got her on top. Then I go to number 13, which is uh, the one you just mentioned, Leandra. Do like your trials, Rich. And a bit, bit like you, I did win this most recent trial at Wyong. It's pretty, pretty uh, foolproof. Good barrier. Keegan Latham rides for the uh, uh, the Atards. And I'll be watching the market with it. And then the others, we've got uh, three oblique trained on the track here. Um, you trained Ben Smith, takes over the stable there. And uh, coming off second at uh, Canberra last start, it's just got it's got more ability than what's been putting in. The other one thrown in is number um, and over the page here. Never sorry. It's run a couple of very very nice races. Had um, well, I think nearly probably four starts and it's been in trouble in probably three or four of those. So when the penny drops for this really, I think she can win a race. May not be today. Eleven, thirteen, three, fourteen. Race five will be the first leg of the Kembla Grange Quaddy today. The Melinda Griffiths Lawyers Class One over the twelve hundred metres. Otai Coon uh, looks a chance for him to break back into the winner's stall. Tab number two. He's a two dollar fifty fixed favourite. A long way to go for the market to sort itself out here. Number six, Selfie Time is at six fifty. Number ten, Milciento for Joe Ibel. Busy day for Joe in a couple of places at six fifty. And Marisi eight fifty. 850, the impact, hide your heart. But O Tycoon, pretty firm favourite here, Wayne. But I just want to go and see him do it again, this horse. I exactly agree with you with that. I've gone 2, 10, 11, and 5. You have found this a hard race. There's uh, what? There's two scratches, so there's uh, nine runners. And you could probably say any one of five horses could win, let's be truthful. But I'm with him, O Tycoon. I thought his last start there at uh, Rosa was very good. He didn't have a lot of room for a long way. I don't think he's fully tested there. and only beaten just on two lengths. And he's run, or the one he's made at the Sunshine Coast, took him up there. And then he was a good second coming back from there in a, in a good benchmark race. So I think he's got the overall form there. I've got him on top. I've got number 10, Mil Ciento. I don't think we're ever going to catch this horse. He's, oh, he's had three runs back from a spell now and had no luck in any of them. I thought he, he paraded heaps better than the start before when he was... He was just awfully unlucky uh, two runs back. And uh, you might be just coming right this horse, but he's fine. I think he goes looking for bad luck, Richard, this horse. But he's uh, win there for him fairly soon. Then Terry Parker's the gift. She's been racing very, very well. She's not far away from a win. And the other one thrown in is Hide Your Heart. Had two nice trials. It hasn't run since July. Had very good uh, form last prep this mare. So uh, there's a couple of others I like to find. Mauricio's one I'm going to have a look at. The top eight here too in the parade. I couldn't put it in. It's, oh, it's from the synthetics, I think. I, I just couldn't get a guide on it. 
Five. Race six at Kemmela is the Jack Primer Electronics. Sorry, I can jack my sponsor a few races there during the year. A benchmark 64 over the 1,000 metres. La Roop again for Bjorn Baker. Tab number three, a $2.20 fixed favourite. Mentalism for Ross McConville, 420. Diamond Dealer, 650. Number seven, Lessing, a $7.50 chance. $9 for Go Rush Lightning. Catagat resuming could be effective here as a um, $9.50 chance. Does have the, the big weight to overcome uh, Kattegat. But LaRoop is a 2.20 favourite here, Wayne, for race six. I've sort of, always been a fan of Kattegat. I saw him go down for some midways and whatever last season. Um, resuming big weight, normally not his best run. Big weight, bad gate, gone off him. Look, I've gone three, four, eight, six. I'm with number three, uh, LaRoop. She's only said the feeling this... Uh, Ability this fast net rock really from Baker Camp. Just I think just forget that uh, run Canterbury last start. She just overdid it a little bit. Two very very good wins before that. She won a maiden and then went to a benchmark. Although it was a really mare's benchmark at Hawkesbury and won there. So I think she's got the form on the board. I'm going to give Native Rock another chance here. I've thrown him in the numbers the last couple of times and he hasn't had a great deal of luck. Now on his best form, which you don't normally see a lot of it. Uh, he's got a great chance in the race. I just thought he's a bit of value there. Then you've got mentalism. I think disappointed in the last start. Uh, sat up handy, had his chance. Two runs before that here at Kemble were very, very good. So uh, I've thrown it in. And number six, Go Rush Lightning. I've got to run out of skin here at Kemble. Um Last start, running a good second there. Form before that was a bit average. But if it runs up to that last run, got the chance here, I thought. Three, four, eight, six. Race seven is the, uh, well, it's another heat of this, uh, a heat of the sky racing summer provincial series. These are class fives, set weights. They race for $45,000. And number three, acquitted. Lee McGorian for Chris Lee's, $1.75 with the tab fixed market. Number eight. Burning Need is right there as well. It's at uh, $3.70. Devil Dan, $9. Sonic Tycoon, $9. Double figures, the remain of it. We see these provincial uh, summer series races, Wayne. They usually bring some good uh, good types together and uh, acquitted Burning Need, top of the market here for race seven. Yeah, well, you've got um, Chris Lee's had three in the race. He's got two there now, and yeah, I think they, they can come out of the race. So I've got nine, three, one. What have I done here? I think I've got a scratch in there somewhere. 931 and 931 and 12. I'm with number nine, stable mate here, LRT Amar. Uh, it's only been the race six times, two wins, two placings. Terrific first up run at Scone recently. Uh, it was easy in the market. It really hit the line hard there and had very, very good form around the country areas. Well, actually run at Gosford before going for a spell. So I think it's got a, uh, a little bit of depth there with it. Then you got acquitted. Uh, last Two runs back from a spell, I've got to say they're a little bit ordinary. Um, if he's too short, I, I, I wouldn't be putting him on top. But I'd like to see, look at him and see uh, how he's parading there today. Then we've got number one, which is Devil Dan. Very, very consistent fellow. We really deserved that win last start there at Canberra. He'd been really, really knocking on the door with a couple of very good placings. And then down the bottom, Sherwood's one. I think it can uh, maybe figure in the placings. So for me, I've gone numbers nine. Three, one, and 12.
eight, the last to Kembla Grange, the Sky Thoroughbred Central, Class 1, going over the 1,500 metres. Another short price favourite here with number four, Ozbred Fleur. Looks a nice race, $1.95 and the fixed favourite. Uh, number nine, Singapura, is racing pretty well at $5. Power Bill, last start winner. Tab number eight is a 5.50 chance and Vincenzo at $8.50. But number four, Ozbred Flirt has this uh, particular mare found the right race today, Wayne? I think so. This is third up here today. She was very, very unlucky last start when running third on a home track there. She's from the Winnip Camp. Uh, I thought uh, she got held up for a fair way, got to the outside and really zipped home. Uh, I think she, she should have nearly won the race. So I've got her on top. Wouldn't really made her a good thing, but just a little bit of a tricky race. A couple of horses here I think can improve on recent runs. 4826. I've got Power Bill in. Took him 10 stars to win his maiden. He'd been threatening to do that for uh, quite a while. He can do a few things wrong in a race, so hopefully the penny's dropped with him now and he can keep his uh, form up consistently. Vincenzo, he's a good winner on Debuid Hawkesbury, and then the other day just over raced, was caught wide, three wide without cover, and got very tired very quickly there. So taking the blinkers off him, Gerald and Sterling, and I think he can run better and sl- back slightly in distance. And I thought number six, Denaru at a bit of odds. I t- threw in my numbers first up, and I'd have to say it's very disappointing, but I know it's better than that. It has run well second up before. So I'll see the take the blinkers off today. So I've got numbers four, eight, two, six in the last, Rich. What do you like the best of the lot here, Wayne? What's uh, what's the good thing on the afternoon? Uh, I'm starting to week, and uh, I thought <laughs> the best was race three, number four, Skylight Song, Martin Unan's horse. I just think he's got the form on the board. But there's a couple there that have been well fancy, but now I'll make him my best. Race three, number four. If they'd given you the uh, the honour last weekend, Wayne, you would have mucked around with that gong. You would have hit it, and they would have been off. I would have hit it with both crutches that I used. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one behind, one in front. You would have heard the gong right down the <laughs> south coast. Good on you, mate. We'll speak soon. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. Good on you. Wayne Harris, uh, he'll be taking care of proceedings there at uh, Kembla Grange today. So all the action there on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, the text line is open and behind the gates is about to get underway. Brad Davidson is here. He's just strolled into the studio. He's keeping me company today. Hurls is on the phone. Hurls is on holidays or he's got a Saturday off, but he's good enough to at least come on for 45 minutes. And Mitch Manners, I'm assuming Mitch might be out there at Rose Hill Garden. So the gents will join us shortly. The text line is open. Here's your chance. Have a crack at Brad. Have a crack at Mitch. Give it to Hurls and go easy on me, please. 0419. 767272 0419767272. Get your texts and comments in. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, read this festival stakes meeting at Rose Hills today. We'll take a short break and come back with Behind the Gates. Are you going out tonight to a special function with special friends? You need a special wine. Don't forget the Windy Peak wine by De Bortoli. Beautiful whites and reds at a very affordable price. Windy Peak Wine, it is special. Here's the traffic. It's the 40 Winks Black Friday online sale. Go online and get 50% off mattresses and 30% off furniture. Exclusions apply. And Cyber Monday, 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Castle Hill on the old northern road near Excelsior Avenue, three vehicle crash causing heavy conditions northbound. Prospect ongoing works on the M4 near the Prospect Highway affecting your run both ways. It's at 80 k an hour zone. In Engadine, 40 k an hour speed limit on Heathcote Road near the Warrenora River due to road damage. Don't miss Anaconda's epic Black Friday. 
Friday specials. Seaflow kayak, half price, just 149 bucks. Play more and pay less at Anaconda this Black Friday. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Lionel, what do all the TVs and tech at Bing Lee have in common? All of them? Yes. Well, Mum, it's very complicated. No, it's not. Mum, it's all about chips and processors and controllers. No, it's not. It's about huge deals. Huge deals? Black Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right now, we've got huge deals on TVs and tech at the Bing Lee Black Friday sale. For eight days. Any questions, ask me. You're kidding. Bing Lee, better living every day. The sun is shining, the waves are crashing, and hooves are thundering in the southeast. It feels like summer is here, and with it, the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. The Tattersalls Racing Club takes centre stage at Aquas Park on the Gold Coast this Saturday for a pair of feature races, the listed recognition stakes and the Tattersalls Classic. It feels like summer again, and Queensland is racing. For all the details, visit queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Tab has Greyhound offers on tap. Bet fixed odds on all races at Sandown Park for the Melbourne Cup this Saturday night. And if your dog wins, get paid out. Plus your stake back as a bonus bet up to $25. That's winnings paid plus your stake back on all races at Sandown Park this Saturday night. For racing offers on tap, download the new Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's on website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Join the Big Sports Breakfast team as they lead the charge to the Mudgee Cup Friday, December 2. Don't miss the Oriental Hotel's Race Day Eve Calcutta and Charity Auction Thursday, December 1 from 6.30. Hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlowe and of course featuring the BSB team. And back up with the boys of the Ori Friday morning for a BSB Mudgee Cup special with Brekkie served from 7.30. Then take advantage of free travel to and from the track as you head out to the Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic meetings. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. 10 past 10... Uh, 10 past 9 if you're in Queensland listening to us. Good to have you with us. It's time for Behind the Gates. We'll have a bit of a lick at the multi again today. Um, Mitch Manners, Brad Davidson, Andrew Hurley, uh, myself, all gone with a selected a horse today. Like the Pundas Panel multi. We wish the Pundas Panel uh, team all the best of luck. And if you've had a bet there as well, but we'll have a go at the Behind the Gates multi. I might welcome in the man who's sitting right beside me, keeping us company in the studio, Brad Davidson. Davo, good morning. What's yeah, happening? Good morning, Richard. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, um, well, thanks. I just see, uh, just reading the text line, a few people having a crack at me this morning. <laughs> They're into you early. Yeah, one having a crack at me about the, uh, the not me having wireless headphones. I'm quite happy with the cord cords, thanks. I'll, I'll live in the past there. They, they work well for me. I didn't know you had a microphone in the wireless headphones. That's what I thought you needed the cord one for, but there you go. And then someone else saying... Wish Davo would have a crack. Always selects a dollar ten favourite top four pick every week. Have a go. That's, that's not right. Well, I do to select the short ones, but I've only missed one week since we started. So somebody's got to take the anchor leg to try to uh, try to keep it going. So you want to? You want to? You know? Do you want? I've got, someone's got to take a safe option every week. I'm happy to do that. But if someone wants to put their hand up for the safe option, I'll take a roughie too. Yeah. But uh, a couple of yeah. tough texts for you early on. I'm happy if, with uh, it. 
I'm happy with it. Bring it on. Bring bring on the criticism. I love it. Well, the the bloke who put us out of last week's multi off the bat isn't with us. So he, he, uh, that's the one D Flindell. He, uh, he sent us out early, but not to blame anyone, but no pressure on the man who's stepping in to take his place today. He's calling all the action on Festival Stakes Day, and that's Mitch Manners. Hello, Mitch. Yeah, morning, Rich. Morning, Brad. He, he must have got a multi somewhere because he's in Bali. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Um, he might have dipped out on the punters one, but he, he certainly got a multi at some stage to send him to Bali. But uh, we can um, we can only improve off the last time that I was uh, in the hot seat. I think we, we bowed out in the first leg uh, when I was uh, calling, and then the following week, I think the meeting only lasted four races, so at least we got a refund that time. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give it a go again today. Text there. Not not only is the behind it's not the only behind the goes multi. We're competing with the Pundits panel. Have you seen Duff and Brad Gray have a multi on Thursday? Well, there you go. If you, if you can't find a multi across the sky racing platforms, you you're certainly not trying. I was going to say, yeah. Well, you know, people try to. Uh, Try to, uh, uh, well, what gets good, isn't it? That we have all these multis. It's great for the punters um, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, hopefully, I'm not sure how the Thursday one's been going. The Friday one's been getting a collect here and there. We've been getting collect here and, here and there. We've been a bit quiet the last few, but fingers crossed we can bounce back today. Keep saying the new uh, Diner Discover vouchers, if we can land them, take the family out for dinner if we can uh, lob them. Andrew Hurley's with us with all the latest tab prices. Hurls, it's you are conspicuous by your absence here, but you're on the, on the phone. That's one thing. Hello, mate. Yeah, well, officially a day off, but, uh, you know, my loyalty to Your the uh, organisation. Yeah, so, um, well, uh, more than happy to be here this morning and, uh, yeah, looking forward to this uh, meeting this afternoon. Yeah, tell you what, just looking at the uh, the trade today, it's been busy. It's been busy since the outset and uh, some really good uh, races coming up and plenty of value on the card uh, for the majority of the races. Okay, few questions rolling in. Again, I'll reel off the text line again. If you want to um, fire something at Brad or Mitch has done the form calling out all the action hurls and myself 0419-767272 that's 0419-767272 um where's that first text g'day richard and the boys love the show i would like to a right of reply to kieran of canberra this week please i'm getting the boys best today while out fishing catching plenty of flatties flatties uh pulling um you still be pulling weeds while working. Cheers, Doc from Canberra. Couldn't quite understand that, but Just where are the, are the are the flatties around at the moment? Brad oh, being, being our behind the gates fishing aficionado. They're always around to, to that uh, listener. Make sure you give us an update in half hour, please. I want you to just, if, you, if you're on the boat right now and you're listening, just just rig up one, put a floater out the back, all right? You can go the flatties on the bottom, but wherever you are, just get a little ball sinker, give it two-metre lead, put a gang hook. If you've got a pilchard there, throw it on, float it out the back for half an hour and report back, please. Okay. Well, if uh, if our man Kieran's listening, they can, they can go and do it. And they should be biting. Well, just just a bit of burly. You need a bit of a burly trail, and then hopefully a nice little snapper or something takes that mid midstream. Midstream, just let it loose out the back. Just keep letting it letting it out. It'd be a beautiful morning for it, wouldn't it, out there oh, today? Yeah, oh. I'm saying that. I was listening to the fishing show on the way before your good self started, and it sounded. Do you listen to something else besides me? I listen to the fishing show six <laughs> to six thirty, and then and then throw you on when I'm on the way to good, work. Good man, good on you. But it was a bit it was a bit wet out there this morning. It's supposed to be a bit a of rain bit. around, yeah, yeah. And, and a bit of wind. 
Okay, uh, let's see. Never mind the fish biting. Let's get the, the winners biting here. We might get a market hurls from you if we could. We'll go to the Country Classic Race 6 to start with. There's a question around this race. It's because it's the Tab Country Classic Hurls Race 6 this afternoon. And I think it's been a pretty open market all the way through. What are you seeing with the betting and who are people coming for early for Race 6? Yeah, it has been a really well-discussed race, this, because uh, there's all sorts of different angles that people are looking at. Uh, Stellar Glow, the only deduction, 8 by 9. So do this in terms of uh, the fluctuations. Dream Run has been... 420 to 480, went up 5.50. Point counterpoint, 6 to 5.50. Knife's Edge at 7 to 7.50. 8 to 8.50 for From the Bush. 13 into 10 for Lord de Semino. We've got Prost at $10 and hasn't budged. Pepper's Ghost today, 18 to 15, and pretty much takes care of the movers. In terms of dollars held today, it has been point counterpoint, and since the market opened, it's been slightly dream runner. We've taken some bets for Pepper's Ghost right throughout the trade. Okay. Um, this country classic, and the question uh, comes through. Where am I? As I get myself organised here... It was about... It's from Hogger. Good on you, Hogger. Okay, boys, I'll start. Um, and it's specifically to you, uh, Brad, but Mitch will have his say as well. Is Dream Runner a moral? Hogger wants to know. Well, he's an $11 moral in the little dance last time out. That was for sure. But, um, look, I think he's a horse to beat. It's a, it's a race where you can look far and wide, but maybe it's just the, the obvious. I mean, he's beaten Steely last time out. Yes, Steely gave him six kilos, but he beat him fair and square. He hit the running rail at the 300 and picked himself up and still beat them. Uh, God bless him that day. But, um, yeah, look, I, look, he goes up in weight, but he gets a nice claim. His run in the Wagga Cup was fantastic at 2,000. I think he's clearly the horse to beat. There's some good roughies here. I... I don't know what to do with this 14 Peppers Ghost. Um, it's a, an unusual preparation, 1,400, 1,400,000 metres now to 2,000. But he's obviously been getting the Ks in the legs, Cav. Uh, this horse has got great 2,000 metre form and some really good figures at this trip. So he's one I want to have a look at late if the market likes him. But um, I'm with Dream Runner on top. But uh, that's the one out wide that I think might run a sneaky race to 14. OK, uh, Mitch, how are you seeing this big race for the country horses? I, I think um, you just have to keep coming back to the, the the class runners and the rating scale of the race, the handicap ratings. And generally this race is, because of the size of the field, and it's a very targetable race for country trainers because there's no highways past 1,800 and there's also no open handicap. So this race is targeted for, for pretty much 12 months. So they... Um, every connection goes there thinking they can win the race, which is a uh, often generates a good speed. That it'll be a, a pretty run race, and and you've got to keep coming back to I think horses, as Dave said, as as Davo said, the, the horses that can run a solid two thousand metres. And I wouldn't say he's a moral, but a second in a Wagga Cup is uh, as good a form line as you could get for. Uh, the makeup of this race today, and um, you know, if, if he can carry the the sort of fifty nine and a half, I think the claim is particularly clever today. And Tyler knows the horse rather well. He, he he's definitely the horse to beat. I thought pa uh, point counterpoint is the one that's tipping over nicely. Who might be the the biggest threat from the bush is an interesting runner because he's won at eighteen hundred. Um, 
he's sort of been going okay, but he's been racing in proper sort of benchmark races and he gets back to country grade here. So his Bathurst Cup win from a couple of seasons ago reads pretty good for a race like this. And, yeah, Pepper's Ghost is a, is a real weird setup, but um, uh, it's, uh, it's obviously last week at Taree was just also a glorified barrier trial to tick him over for today. Beckford was $81 yesterday, is $41 today. And Brad uh, Brad Gray has had a little speck on him. Munns has put him, put him in for third. I don't know. Maybe he should have been $81. Maybe this is the right price. I don't know. But a Stadio Mastilla form, we'll find out what that's all about too. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he was all right the other day, wasn't he? He found the right defence, which was worth a few lengths that day. But um, he, he did hit the line strongly. I think his 2000 form's okay. Um, he ran on well 1900 one day, so I think he'll get the trip okay and um, definitely not hopeless at Big Ops. 0419767272. The texts are starting to come in, so um, give, let us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts, and uh, the boys will elaborate for your fishing texts coming through. Scotty, um, uh, what is it? a lol? You sound like a Marlin Fisher, Brad Lol, Scotty Marlin Fisher, Nelson Bay. Good spot Nelson Bay, plenty of Marlin out there right. in the coming weeks with that warm water coming through now. Great part of the world in general out there, isn't yep. it? I've just tuned in at a quarter past ten, thought I'd picked up the ETS fishing invention on the wireless, Mitch from Tamworth, and um, other ones coming through as well. Uh, let's go, if we can, Hurls, and see where the action's going for race seven today. This is the Elite Sand and Soil ATC Cup, a listed race, and we're going over the 2,000 metres. Is Steely still at the top of the market here, Hurls? Yeah, let's have a look at this market. It's been another competitive betting race, and I can tell you, uh, Steely's now three dollars twenty. Just looking at the deductions here, uh, cash a bit early. Four by four Grand Slam and Long Villas, uh, fifteen by fifteen. Okay, the favourite Steely uh, went up on Wednesday at seven dollars, so it was a nice price, uh, three sixty into three twenty. But Alcyon, it went up ten dollars. It's been four eighty into four twenty. It's been really well tried right throughout the week. Uh, new mandates, 9.50 to 8.50. A pale king, been absolutely flying, 11 to 12. 14 to 13, Dr. Drill. Rondino's 11 to 13. Alias, 23 to, tw- uh, to 16, and that pretty much takes care of them. Number of horses here in pretty decent form, and you're getting some nice prices uh, to find out, but uh, today, Steely's been the most popular. Throughout the week, only narrowly Alcyon in terms of dollars held. It's been popular today, and we've written plenty of bets on Rondino today, despite the fact it's a $13 chance. Just going to jump back to racing quickly. Lord DeSanimo, Country Classic. Did you make a comment there? Runs on, runs on hard late. Um, again, one of, a, one of many swoopers that could have last say. Okay, just uh, a text there about Lord DeSanimo. So, uh, Mitch, race number seven here, and I'll, I'll fire away with some of the questions here. Um, is uh, is Splen uh, is Splendiferous uh, worth the looks? Uh, Claire here, Claire from the Gold Coast, says Splendiferous into Cisco Bay. We'll get to race eight soon, but they want to comment, of course, on Splendiferous. And there might have been another question there. For race number seven, it might have been around Steely as I flick over the page. Yeah, um, 
Hi, gents. Duck did no good last week in the punters club, so we need a winner. Seth is on Steely in race seven. Are we a chance? Mitch, are they a chance with Steely? And where does Splendiferous fit in here at the big odds? Yeah, it's an interesting runner. You, you can never knock the stable running over this sort of trip first up. Got a feeling they want to maybe this race with a, a horse called Ecuador off a similar profile first up or um, very early into a, a preparation. I, I'd say they've done the same thing with Splendiferous here. Um, I couldn't put it in the numbers myself, but... Um, uh, the race changed complexion for me when Long uh, Long Villiers was scratched this morning. Um, so now I'm pretty keen on Elsie Own. I think um, I think it'll be awfully hard to beat. What do you say, Brad? Firstly, duck, lift your game. I mean, come on, mate. You know, you've got to be better than that when it comes to the punters club. You've got to produce, and I believe the recent results haven't been good enough. So duck, lift. But uh, in, lift. Terms, in terms of the race... We need to lift this morning Steely, as well. Steely Seth's got a great chance. My only little niggle with him, he was wide the other day and he's on the back up here. He's good behind Nugget, who looks a really progressive type. My only niggle with him is I think he's a length, two-length better horse at Kimbler than anywhere else. I've always pegged him that way and I didn't give him much hope to beat Nugget the other week on sort of a ability, but then I did because of the track. I just thought that's the extra one, two lengths he, that's gonna, he's going to get. So that's the little niggle I have. The other little niggle is gate one. Later on in the day, rail true, you generally want to be running line edging off. So... Um, a couple of little concerns, but 53, he's going to run well. I'm with Mitch here, Alcioni, for me. Um, I think he's going really well. He was good with a big weight and a sprint home the other day. Some people have pegged him as a wet tracker, but his best runs have actually been on dry. He gets a beautiful run here midfield or just in front of in the running line, peeling to the middle and, and running on really strongly late here. So Alcione for me and Dr Drill is the one I want to spec out wide. I thought his first up run was great. He pulled up name second up. His third up last preparation, second at this track and distance in a really good figure. Uh, likes dry ground. I think he'll run very well, but just hoping for a better price. So, bookies, if you can do that late, thank you very much. Okay, we'll reveal our behind-the-gates multi hurls. We'll give us all the details there. At around about a quarter to 11, uh, Mitch has selected a horse. So has Hurls, myself and Brad, and we'll have a crack at the behind-the-gates multi. But we'll break down a few of these races to go. Um, Hurls, can I go to a, a market, please, for race one? Two-year-olds here. I think uh, Diabelli has been the favourite most of the way through, but what are you seeing here with the two-year-olds? Race one at Rose Hills today. Yeah, that, it's been 260 or 250, so it's hovered around that price ever since the gates opened in terms of the market. Now, deductions here, we've got a stack. One cent the win for Bad Dasher, Floodway, uh, three by four, four by five, Heuristic, Resilient, nine by nine, Zero Bettini, Clum, four by three, two cents the win, uh, Miss Belgium and Tango Fever, six by seven. Yeah, there's not much change in this market. It hasn't been since the market opened. Diabelli, 260 or 250, $6 into $5 for this neck today, uh, sense of humour six to six fifty and six fifty also for Kamachi. It's not a race that jumping out of trees to get involved with, but yeah, clearly best back runner here is Diabelli. Text from uh, from Gary from Cronulla. Gary says, "I really like the two poor telly runners today. I'm just not sure which way to jump." Brad, oh yeah, I, I wanted to be with Kamachi, and then I heard Gary this morning and. I kind of got the feeling it was the other one. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That was my that was my take on it. Sense of humour. Um, no knock on Kamachi, but there was certainly a vibe. I, I, I didn't about agree. Sense of humour. I didn't agree with his comment though that if you follow times, you'll you'll end up broke. I, I think thought, if you don't I follow thought, times, you'll end up broke. When he said but, when he said that, 
I thought of you oh, because exactly. I know that's, that's something are, you talk about. Times are still, in my opinion, underrated in this game. It's like if if Usain Bolt and, and someone else, Usain Bolt runs a lot faster than the others, and if you don't take times in the thing, you get $2 Usain Bolt. Thank you very much. It's but, the melting pot of... Yes. Yeah, I bringing understand. Them, bringing them both together. Exactly. You've got. You've got to. I understand what Gary's saying. Is, is you can't just look at times without looking at the race and sort looking at the trial and say, okay, he's he's jog trotted early, and, and all that sort of stuff. And and Gary day in day out and trainers, all they're looking at is an athlete in front of them. Exactly. And and then and then other information probably comes after what they see in front. And, of them. and they're probably looking at times in the morning too. They're they're clocking track yeah. work and things like that. So I understand what he was saying. Um, in terms of this horse, you can't go off the time of the trial because he's given a very easy time and, and quite, quite clearly talented. I've still gone with Kamachi though. I like the late strength. I've got a feeling these early two-year-old races, I might have to do a bit of digging into it, but I get a feeling that they often suit the horse off-speed. The, the charger's got a bit of late strength that they all, maybe it's they're a bit immature and they go a bit fast and they just struggle to finish off. You think of Sajard and last year in a breeder's plate. You think of the horse that won the breeders this year. You think of the horse Barber who won the golden gift. They all seem to be that, and this Komochi seems that style of horse. Get back a little bit and really charge late instead of those that are up there and fighting away. So that's yeah. why I've, I've kind of taken that track with Komochi, but um, always hard to, to sort of, I guess, assess all these. I think this Diabelli's short enough, though, isn't he? I know he had a bit of bad luck the other day, but it wasn't like it was the strongest race ever as well. Okay. Well, I heard, um, if you don't mind just jumping in here for a sec, I heard a really good point. It's fairly obvious, but there's a really good point in relation to that from Dean Lester a few weeks ago. We were talking about times, exactly what you've said, Brad, they are important. But he then, as simplistic as it sounds, he then said it's still a race. So, you know, exactly what you're talking about there with the two-year-olds, Brad, the, uh, you know, there's speed in it, you know, you can get horses a bit more green. So you've still got to adapt to race conditions, don't you? You definitely do, yeah, and it's and it's it depends on the shape of the race. You know, are they going to go hard? I mean, you can be yeah. the, the best horse doesn't always win the race. Sometimes it's the most suited. But what I would say to people out there is, if you're not looking at times, you're missing out on a lot of things because sometimes horses just aren't good enough. And you can see that on the you can see that on the form. You can look at it and go, you just don't. You're not good enough to win this race. Doesn't matter how they run it, you just cannot win. And sometimes they're five, six dollars in the market, but then they'll start fifteen to one, and they're the ones that you just do not want to back early. Thought a good example of this kind of thing was when Shadow Vampire won at Hawkesbury. Mm. It was as soft as soft. He comes six days later, comes to Warwick Farm in a bit of a harder race, and it was and a different different race shape a little bit, and he wins, but just doesn't win as yes. as well. So it's just. There's the difference in form. There's probably the, I don't know that difference in times, but just as far as what I'm getting at is it was visible to see he pissed in at uh, Hawkesbury and then yep. just that next run was a bit... Yeah. It was good and he's run... As, I mean, will time say he's run as well, if not better, but he's just had to do what he's done? Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? They, the race shape's always different. And the other thing to throw into the pot as well is horses are horses. They're not machines. So, you know, a great example was... Well, it's probably not a great example because, unfortunately, Diamond Drummer um, bled. But there was a race at, on Thursday where Isla beat Diamond Drummer at, um, at Gosford. Mm. Diamond Drummer beat that horse five lengths to start prior, right? Mm. So, I mean, there's a genuine excuse in the stewards report. But what I'm saying is that 
just because one horse beats one horse home in one race doesn't mean it'll do the same the next race, even if they meet at level weights, because that horse might have had a bad day. He might have just gone a bit hard or he might have just turned up and had a shocker just for whatever reason. Horses have bad days and there might be a different race shape or anything like that. So it's, 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 there's so many different things and, and horses, they can't speak. They can't tell us if they're, they're feeling good today. Sometimes, you know, you don't know, but they're just, they pull up with cardiac arrhythmia, they pull up lame or they just have a bad day and that's, that's the way it goes. Mitchell's we all wake up a bit dusty from time to time. Exactly right. <laughs> Not me anymore, but you, yes. <laughs> um, Mitch, I think we we're talking about the two-year-olds there, race number one. Did you have an opinion <laughs> on the first race? I, I do want to um, go back to Davo and, and how he assesses two-year-olds uh, with just the one trial going to the race, which I, I agree. I thought Komochi was a better trial of a sense of humour, in, in my opinion. Um, but you've got to take the punt that they've only had one trial going to the race and with Diabelli's got the race experience and how much that will equate to, uh, you know, the performance today. Um, I've been left with Diabelli because of that factor. Um, I probably would have liked to have seen a two-year-old have two trials before it gets to the races, but um, in saying that, this race has sort of come up skinny enough that the connections have got to really have a go, don't they? Mm. I agree with you, Mitch, and I think if you are going to have the one trial, you'd prefer a 1,000-metre trial personally than an 800. It's just it's just a personal view. I really don't like those 740 trials at, at Randwick going one of those into a race, um, and race experience does count for a lot, and there seems to be a bit of confidence around Diabelli. So uh, I, I agree with you, though. I think two, two trials is always good. One thing I do hate, though, when it comes to trials is if a horse has a 1,200-metre trial and wins it really impressively and then comes out and races over 1,200 or 1,100 sometimes, just do not want anything to do with those horses because they're, they're trialling like... Like a 1,200-metre trial is more like a 1,400, 1,500-metre race for me in terms of how they sort of set up tempo-wise and things like that. So I always want them out further. Just have to apologise. In, in, in that first race, sorry, oh, sorry, Mitch, sorry. Rich, in that, in that first race, I think there's a filly down the bottom. I'm not sure whether... She's fought enough to win today because she did a bit wrong in her most recent trial. But um, the relation to uh, Zuccarino, Zuccarette down the bottom, I think she has uh, certainly uh, enough ability to be winning races in her career. But she was just a bit green for mine to be sort of tipping her on debut. I think uh, with a bit of racing, she'll get better. I apologise for my language. language before being pulled up on the text line about Shadow Vampire. <laughs> Yeah, I apologise there. I, yeah, I, I shouldn't. I should have said bolted in, um, <laughs> well, I think or, I, or coasted in, as opposed to my <laughs> use of language before. So, I apologise if I've offended anyone. I think, I think we've all said that after a winner has absolutely done that. And uh, oops, yes, <laughs> bolted in. I mean, of course. Hey, you know, you, can do, hey. you can do the math, but uh, the way I pronounced Yankee Rose many years ago was uh, a little bit unfortunate as well. Well, at least someone listening, that's good to know when they pour you up, so or a little slap on the wrist there and uh, back to, um, I'll tell you that's the worst thing that happens on this show this morning we are having a good morning as Davo's just about lost it sitting beside me uh, Dan says Richard, I reckon Gary Portelli's best today is on the Gold Coast Tango Fever looks well placed to win up there, I don't know if anyone's done the Gold Coast or that closely on this show, but um Anyway, Tango um, Fever. And, and, he, and Gary said, look, I had to separate the two. I had to separate the three yeah. of them, so... Yeah, well, look, I think, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure... It trialed, trialed well because it was in this race here, but I'm pretty sure it missed the start. 
And that's the other thing with early two-year-old races. Any horse that misses start in a trial, I want nothing to do with because they generally take that to the races. And in two-year-old races, if you're missing the jump, you just need way too much to go right to win. So that was my... Just have a look at the trial again if you do like and just be a little bit careful if they do miss the jump because they can get themselves in awful spots when they do that. Can we grab a mark at Hurls, please, for race five at Rose Hill today? It is the Elite Haulage Handicap, benchmark 78, 1,100 metres. Yeah, and let's have a look at the trade first. We'll have a look at the deductions, which I always like to do. And five by five, destination, Coco Rocks, 11 by 11. Three by two, he's a hot shot. And Pretty Woman, three by two. All right, uh, the favourite here, 380, winning verse. In from 420 this morning. Per in away, 480 to $5, $550 six dehorned unicorn Rubitar. Jim surprised this has got out somewhat. Five fifty to six fifty. First up stats three starts, three wins. Ten by eight or ten into eight relative authentic jewel. Liberty Sun nine fifty to ten and that's pretty much the tail of the tape. Alright, in terms of dollars invested today and I can tell you oh okay, so despite that drift, uh, there has been good support for Rubitar. Uh, but today it is winning verse and per in a way, and then Rubitar. Mark says he's up, Richard. You're not, you're not in the dressing room at the Sir Club. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I tell you, Rubitar yeah. absolutely bolted in a recent trial. Yes, um, I thought the same. Cheers for the shout out, Rubitar. My best of the day, says Matt Mitch. Uh, where are you at with uh, with Rubitar today? Oh, awfully hard to beat. Um, I found this race pretty tricky. I would have. Uh, I would have liked to have found Purr in a way, but the, the barrier, it does get uh, J-Mac to try and offset that gate, but the barrier was a bit of a concern for mine. So in the end, I've landed on winning birth. I thought she probably had a chance here uh, last time around, but um, spoiler alert, I put her in the multi as, as I think um, she's just going to run a drum from that position that she's going to get to from a from a good kind barrier. But it's a, it's a pretty even Phillies and Mares benchmark race, that. What are you saying, yeah, Brad? Yeah, very even. I think you're right there, Mitch, in terms of winning verse up there, going to run a, a, run a really good race. I think the other one that I've thrown in is Authentic Jewel. I just thought she travelled really well to the 200 the other day and may have needed that. So I, I thought she could sort of roll forward, sit outside winning verse and, and give that really good kick as well on a track that might be suiting those just getting off the fence a little in the straight. So uh, five from nine, but Rupertar's got a chance. Just whether she wants the track a little bit... On the soft side, that was my only little concern, but they don't trial much better than she did there the other day and uh, tend to horn unicorns trial well too. Pure in a way, I think we'll learn more about her today. Um, I'm not convinced she's as good as the market said she is in, in last preparation. She kind of got all the favours there to win first up and then was fair to the other couple, but uh, I think we'll find out more today. Uh, a texter here, do you think it, you can give the multi? We'll get the multi in about seven minutes' time. So just hold fire there. So that's Good a, things come to those that, that way. Well, hopefully so. They might they they might be waiting for the multi and that's we go belly up again. I, I, I love the enthusiasm for what, the multi. It's that's what Hell said. Good things coming. come to those who wait after I beat him six 0 on the tennis court Thursday night. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. What's well, the well, definition of modesty? Well, is it something about being unassuming in the estimation of one's ability? He actually played really well, and I just got Oh, like that's, the, even, that's no, even worse. You play well, and I you, you like bageled the, him. You bageled like him. The, you know, we was like juice, and we play short juices and things like that. I just got the points he needed, and I got a couple of, uh, a couple of looks from the other side. I could give you the tip. <laughs> I was a bit cranky, actually. I was trying to keep it together. Were you, any, any real excuse, Hells? No, not really. 
Okay. Well, uh, injury actually, I, I think I won, I won one of the other matches, yet um, I played probably better against Brad, but... I'll get there. March or April's about the aim that I'll knock him off. He's, yeah. he's playing well. He'll, he'll knock me off. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm. Uh, I'm very inconsistent. <laughs> well, you're contemplating uh, your tennis career, Hurls. Can we get a market for race number two and race two at Rosehill Gardens today? A benchmark seventy-two, two thousand metres is the midway handicap. Heard from Matty Smith at just after nine thirty, and of course he's expecting Colour Sergeant to be pretty hard to beat. What's the market saying? Karma Zone comes out three by two, as does Clear Blonde Zero. Now, Colour Sergeant's the favourite. Two thirty to two fifty today. Four dollars into three eighty for Jack Duggan. We've got Loving Silla eight to six fifty. Wolves eleven to ten back to eleven. What Proster did start last start three thirty at Gosford and was very disappointing. Eleven to twelve Wango Wanda and Real Peace eighteen to thirteen. Question without notice, Brad and Mitch. I know it goes up in grey, but, gee, I think Jack Duggan's been very impressive in its last couple of starts. Definitely has, Hurls. I don't, I'll uh, throw to Mitch in a, in a moment. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. He's been he's been great in his last couple. He gets in nice and light here. I, I do note that Colour Sergeant beat him almost four lengths when they met back in April at Canberra, but they met at level weights that day, and Jack Duggan gets six and a half kilos off him and going better. So I just went with him at the odds to beat Colour Sergeant, who's got the J-Mac factor. I'm certain they'll roll forward from the gate. I don't know if, what Maddie said, but I'm assuming they'll roll forward from the gate and put him in the race. Mitch, your thoughts on Jack Duggan and the race overall? I was sort of potting Jack Duggan the other day at Gosford and got burnt there. I was uh, sort of against the Corindai non-tab win, but he's obviously got his uh, confidence, or half-tab win, I should say. He's obviously got his confidence right up, uh, Jack Duggan. I just think... Uh, uh, when he uses James McDonald, Matthew Smith, there's a fair bit of intent there, and the, the strike rate of when he does use uh, Jay Mack is, is pretty profitable. Of course, um, uh, they teamed up together with Floating to win uh, at Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, so I think there's intent here with Colour Sergeant. It just about looks his race today, um, and uh, I, I've, I've uh, lent his way. Uh, for a trifecta, the, the stable mate, I reckon, is going okay. And he's probably found the most, um, probably the, the easiest race that he's been in for, for some time. I just would have liked him to have drawn a barrier so he could have taken up a bit of a position. He's had to be uh, ridden very negatively from bad barriers in harder races of late. But um, I could see him running a drum flamber at, at odds, um, just if in case a few of this, uh, few of these from the provincials don't sort of measure up in town today. Jeff from Beaumont Hills. Hi, guys. Just wanting to know uh, who you like in race two at Rose Hill. I have a small share in number seven. That would be Loving Chiller. Mitch, where's Loving Chiller with you? Uh, absolutely flying the horse, but it's got this horrendous pattern that it it can dwelt at the start and then just get so far back in its races. Its run at Kembler was terrific again. But it's a similar story with uh, with Loving Stiller. It just concedes pretty much too um, too much of a start, and it's got um, you know uh, not you know just too much too much ground to make up at the business end. But it uh, it keeps getting back and running. That's for sure.
Yeah, that's a little concern with her, but she's, as Miss said, she's flying. The run was great. Uh, last two have been fantastic in absolute sprint homes and total races that have been against her. Best last 200 of the day at Randwick 2 back, so good luck to Connections there. She's racing well and just needs to speed up front if they, if they roll along. Hurls, I'll come to you now. We're pretty close to opening up this multi for the day, so I might give you the chance, Hurls, to reveal the listeners uh, the multi horses we are going with today and what kind of price the tab is off and how much the pundits can get on for, please. All right, so the four runners we are taking today, and we kick-start it. We've race three, number seven, Miss Kirribilli. Race four, number ten, Floating. Race five, number nine, Winning Verse. Race seven, number nine, Alcyon. All to run top four. We're going $4.50, and we'll give you up to $50 today. So that will open in around about 90 seconds. You go to sports and today's offers, and Disco, it'll be there right up the top. Now, we'll work out who we can blame if it goes down. Uh, myself, gone with miscurability. Uh, Richard's with floating. And Mitch with winning verse, and Brad's with Alcyone. Did you say miscurability? Miscurability. What about uh, the email exchange yesterday? Gee, you've got to be quick. Absolutely. I swear <laughs> I got in first before Hurls, but on a technicality, it was uh, Hurls got the uh, got the nod with Miss Kirribilli. So. Yeah, I don't know how it was a technical. I don't know how it was uh, technical. The email said I think ten forty three <laughs> myself and ten forty four for you. Where's your signal coming from, Mitch? <laughs> the inner west of Sydney, so that that explains. How well am I going? I I was I was that keen on Mission Phoenix today. I've sent a text to Steve, not knowing he's on holidays on Thursday, saying Mission Phoenix for me for the multi. Thanks. Uh, Kev sends me a message this morning. What's your horse for the multi? I said I sent it Thursday. And he said, Okay, oh, he's on holidays. So I went, Oh, Mission Phoenix. Well, Richard already got on with floating by that time. So then I was like, Okay, how's the own then? Thanks. Uh, I'm 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 happy to be with floating, but I just I sort of do agree with. Um, uh, Matthew Smith's thought that a muddling tempo probably won't see. Want a, want a bit to be happening up, up yeah, there. I think what, it'll uh, run top four, though. Um, and hopefully to that listener before, uh, that's a bit better than a dollar ten this week, is it, Alcyone? Hopefully. Yeah, that's race four, isn't it? So what's he currently? 380. Who do you like in race four? Yeah, I'm Mission Phoenix. Yeah, but of course. Um, I'm Mission Phoenix from... Um, Floating, I thought they were the main two. Uh, I think Tony B's got a great chance too. I mean, they're the main three chances. I just think Tony B was given what I think was the best ride of the year last time out at Rose Hill. Jason Collett, did you see it? The horse mm. veered left out of the gates, was last. He found a way to to save three, uh, three lengths, put it midfield, but then have the awareness to go, the fence is absolutely on fire and I need to be there. Found the fence. But then not only found the fence, you needed to be fence in run and then be five wide in the straight. Found the fence and then was able to get back out the widest in the straight. It was the best ride I've seen this year, Jay Collett. Well done. Just quickly, um, sorry, Hells. No, you're right. It is open. Now, if you're on the Tab app, it's right up the top. It says sports offers and it's there. And tell you what, it's sprung out of the gates. It's going off very, very quickly as usual. So get on there for the behind the gates multi. Did we talk about Wonga Wonder much in race two, guys? Good morning, boys. Race two, Wonga Wonder. Mitch, just yeah. going back to race two briefly. Did you um, did we talk about Wonga Wonder? A whole we, any, we, any comments there? We talk about the uh, slap on the wrist that you received earlier for um, uh, that, um, Panel, that comment. Panelled them. Uh, this. Um, this particular galloper, I did get in contact with Mark Waugh this morning. It's pronounced Funga Wonder. 
Oh, right. So, yes, Teeth will be well and truly in for uh, that second race, that's for sure. It's like the town, um, the town in New Zealand, Mitch. What's it called? Um, where Benji Marshall's from. Yeah, what's it called, uh, Mitch? <laughs> that one. You, um, you're already got a strike against you, Rich, so you may as well keep going. <laughs> I mean, you, mean, you mean Fakatane in New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the What's wrong, Brad? That's the way... There was a pronunci- race called that. Yeah, it's the pronunciation. Uh, Are there any key... Ra- where's Bryce Hayes? He'll tell me, for sure, tell me for sure, won't he? I, I think it is the... Chris Hollowill. It's the right way to say it. It sounds like I should be in there to separate you two. No, I, I, hey, I've, I've dug a big enough hole with my first little faux pas. I may as well keep on digging. Um, <laughs> no, about, uh, no, you're right, Rich, because there was a horse uh, six, seven years ago that raced in the Hunter Valley Scone, Musselbrook, that sort of area. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Should we talk about the festival stakes, the Furby Festival stakes? Hurls a Group 3, Race 8, and we're set to jump at 20 minutes to 5 today. This has been a, a ripper of a market. I dare say uh, a fair bit happening this morning as well. Yeah, it's a ripper of a market because it's a ripper of a race. Um, okay, let's go through the fluctuations. Cliffs Arts comes out and just two cents the win, one cent the place. Now, Sunshine Rising is the favourite. Very interested to hear what Mitch and Brad have to say about it. It's been uh, well documented. It's a nine-year-old, hasn't raced uh, for, well... 671 days to be precise, but it's obviously got a lot of class. It's done two tendons uh, in the meantime. It's the favourite. Uh, $6 for Coal Crusher, six fifty to 7 Mirror Vision, Kiss Sum, seven fifty to $8, dollars nine fifty to 10 for Skyman. We've got Cisco Bay, 11 to 10 13 to 14 uh, for Kerwin's Lane, who was very good first up at Hawkesbury. And then we've got Lock Eagle, 14 to 15 uh, And that is pretty much but gee, I tell you what, we could talk about this race for about half an hour with each individual runner because you could give some sort of case for a lot of them. Even Charlize has written some bets today, but at this stage, Coal Crusher has been the most popular and there's a dead set pimple uh, since the market opened between what the hold is. And I can tell you $36 a difference between Sunshine Riding and Coal Crusher and we're talking you know, six figures there. So a couple of horses have been picked out on the text line. Michelle from Dubbo. Good morning, Michelle. Um, she says, uh, did you give JoJo was a man a chance at the big odds? And, of course, there was the person uh, that likes Splendiferous into Cisco Bay um, in this race as well. So, Mitch, I'll fire away with you. A couple to get your thoughts on here. JoJo was a man, Cisco Bay, and uh, who are you with in the race overall? I've ended up with Sunshine Rising. I think the market support suggests that the horse is, is, is in good a condition as Mark can get him in. Um, obviously, he's had a lot of uh, issues along the way, but you can't knock his form, uh, albeit some time ago. How many of these would have got within two and a half lengths of Golden 60? Um, Beauty Generation, those sorts of horses. But, um I, I, you, you sort of get the feeling if he's going to do something, it, as much as he's first up it, it, today with the, the scale of the race and he meets sort of group three uh, mile type horses um, and um, off his trials, he looks to be moving nice and freely. He's been a, a, bit, been a bit of an eye catcher at the trials. Jojo was a man. Uh, Stewart's report noted that he made some uh, noises last time around, so they've uh, applied a tongue tie on him today. 
Uh, he does map to get a good run in the race. And Cisco Bay is racing particularly well, but he's got to take a, another step up to a pretty deep uh, Group Three race today. But um, I'm going to take a punt on the on the former Hong Kong horse. I think he's, um, his trials have indicated that he's uh, he's ready to go. And um, Dave, I, I, I don't know how much you take into this as well with a horse first up from such a long spell. But there's been very good market support for him all week. Yeah, he's just so hard to price, isn't he? I mean, what do you do with him? I, I, I normally start with a rating that they've, you know, like a rating I feel is at their mark of what they've done recently and then adjust off that. But it's like, well, he's had one run in three years, so what rating do you give him? It's so subjective. But um, I always say with these horses, you want to hear from the trainer and Mark Newnham, I thought, was confident enough this morning with him and you want to see what the market does with him late. But his trials have been terrific. He's, uh, his form overseas is simply outstanding. So... Yep, he's going to have that maybe that bit of rustiness, but he might just have the class on him as well. So I didn't think there was much between him and Cole Crusher. I went with Cole Crusher just simply because there were less queries and he's going to be out in front. But 1,500 is going to be a little bit of a query, maybe, um, whether he'll run that out. But he's got 54 kilos on his back, so it gets every chance. Uh, to, uh, I think Mitch summed up the other two well that the, the listeners asked about there respiratory issues with Jojo was a man so put the pen through it, he's a much better horse than that he can run a cheeky race and Cisco Bay flying and he gets a bad rap on dry track Cisco Bay, I know his stats say he's not that good on dry but he's just as good for me on dry as he is wet and he's absolutely airborne. A market hurls if you will please for race 9 at Rose Hill Gardens today still time to uh, get your text in we've got a few more minutes, 0419767272 but hurls um, gee again an open market here for the drink wise Starlight Stakes race nine there at the gardens. Yeah, and the favourite is Dragonstone at five dollars. So as you said, very wide open. Uh, Bruckner comes out eight by nine. Juan Diva five by six. It goes around at the Gold Coast today. An authentic jewel, uh, zilch. All right. As far as the fluctuations concerned, we'll do this in market order. Dragonstone five fifty to five dollars. Najmati it's five fifty to six. Very good record first up. Now Sky Command. Look at this. Went up twenty six dollars on Wednesday afternoon. Not sure how long. That lasted for eight dollars this morning. It's now into six fifty. Fox Fighter six fifty to seven fifty. Mister Mosaic seven to eight. They went up seventeen dollars for it. Sneaky Page eight fifty today. Ten to eleven. Kalos uh, Zephyrs. It went up uh, twenty one dollars thirteen this morning. And through the cracks for Ange Davies twenty one to fourteen. Might as throw in Enchanted Heart twelve to fourteen. And Surreal Step eighty one to one oh one. That's a look at the trade as far as fluctuation are concerned. Yeah, it's pretty much market order in terms of dollars held. I can tell you, despite the fact that it's a $14 chance, through the cracks has been well supported. Uh, Rich, I heard you interview Gerald Ryan on Wednesday on Thoroughbred Central uh, and he sounded pretty bullish. Well, I just said to Gerald, what's your best for the weekend? And, yeah. he, and he said her. And she was mm. around $19.21 at that time. I know there's been a few scratchings. Questions here for the listeners. Uh, flick over the page here. G'day, fellas. I'm keen to launch into Dragonstone in race nine today. Can you please give me your reasons for or against? Uh, thank you for that one. And another text here. I loved Gerald pouring cold water on Mr. Mosaic this morning. My spies tell me he's absolutely flying on the track. It's a get-on. The critic. So... I didn't like it because I... Took the early odds and thought, gee, good bet here. 1,100, rosy, fresh horse, finds the fence, finds the rail, goes hard, hard to catch. Beauty. Got the odds, everything. 
driving to work this morning, listened to Gerald, and I went, oh, huh. no. <laughs> like, he couldn't have poured more cold water, could he, really? just and, and it's great to have that honesty from trainers. Sometimes horses just not going as well as previous preps, and that's what he said. doesn't mean that he might not just be a racehorse and show up on race day and still run well, but to have that honesty is is fantastic because how many times do you hear you know trainers always are confident about their horses it's nice to hear that when that's the case and um yeah it's definitely dampened my confidence levels with him i had him on top and was confident on him but now i'm not because i respect uh, gerald's hey, thoughts on the horse good mate um has gerald has gerald bluffed bluffed everyone no well. No, I think he's just yeah. he's just I, saying what what he probably you know, calling, it, calling it as he yeah. sees it a bit, yeah. Mm. I, I liked Mr. Mosaic myself too, Brad, and the interview this morning is a bit of a turn off, isn't it? You, yeah. You, you really, you, if you were to back um, the stables runner in the race, it has to be Sky Command, and certainly the the markets have trimmed her right up. Uh, she probably just went up too big of a price as well, given her form in races like the Nibison and, and um, stakes races and she still beats the handicapper on the, on 54 kilos. Dragonstone's certainly a chance, but how far back um, he gets uh, in the run and then how much starts, um, that's, that's always a thing with Dragonstone. Mm. The two chances... At least we'll know by race nine how the track is playing if he can make up ground from out wide. Yeah, and the two things with him that uh, that give him a chance is he's drawn a gate that if he jumps okay, he can actually take it up rather than draw him wide and go back to last. So he might be able to be a bit closer. And the last probably five times the rail's been in the true position at Rose Hill, it's been running line three to five lanes off. So perfect sort of scenario for him. Only time on the quick backup as well was when he won the Bob Charlie 1100 Ram Week. So he's just got to do it at Rose Hill, but great chance to that listener as well. Just almost going to wind things up. We'll let Mitch get organised for the races and also Brad to, to jump into Sky One. Uh, just uh, back to the festival briefly here. Did we comment on Skyman? Uh, a text here just asking about he wants to have a, he's going to have a little crack at Skyman each way in the festival. Yeah, Brad. nice little nice little rosy horse that that likes the ground and 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 definitely can can run a, a cheeky race for sure. He's he's that type of horse that'll run well in this grade. Any comment there on Skyman, Mitch? His uh, run in the Hunter was uh, was quite good in a in a deep race. Um, gets the services of McDonald. I just wonder whether with him uh, these days of whether he's more of a 2,000-metre horse than a miler. I know he won the Rolly Mile uh, last preparation, but, um, you know, he had a, a sweet run in the race and was sort of the, the last shot at cross talk and the stablemate, uh, I think it was Oscar Zulu. Um, I just would have preferred it a little bit longer for him. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's amongst a number of chances in that race it, like, we haven't even spoken about Mirror Vision. She's coming off a placing in a Group 1. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that comment, Mitch. I think he's much better 2,000-metre horse. I mean. uh, tip for the first of the Gold Coast, one of our uh, listeners, Cosmic Serenade, is a tip for the Gold Coast. Thank you. So just you back put to your um, name on it, because if it wins, you've got no, no know, bragging rights I there. Um, I just have to go back a page or two here. We're missing me to, uh, to go over Mark's text there. It was a pretty short and sharp Richard. Uh, alias, race seven, number seven, alias, $16 fixed with the tab. Mitch, I'll come to you first back to race number seven does did alias come into your calculations there just don't know how good the horse is going at the moment um i've been a fan uh for sort of uh, when he when he first came out here and he came onto the scene he, he runs some really good races and 
it's just been a bit patchy, this preparation. But again, uh, on top of the ground, home track, 2,000 metres, uh, should be a good sort of tempo in the race with a big field. Uh, you could see him running well and it wouldn't surprise. Uh, are you in the same boat there, Davo? Just a bit patchy at the moment? That, that yeah, horse? yeah. his first up run, you went, hello, here we go. Big preparation. And then he's done very little since. I think the key with him is 2,000. He gets the chance to maybe he's just been looking for further after that fresh run. So that, that's his chance. But I agree with you. You'd hard to back off his last few runs. But he's definitely got the talent. Okay, good on you, Mitch. Well played, good calling today. What's uh, what's your best at Rose Hill Gardens, Mitch? And I don't know if you might have some quarty numbers written down that are far away to the listeners. Uh, I don't, Rich, on the on the run, but uh, my best is Lady Kirribilli, and um, I think uh, Elsione will be awfully hard to beat uh, in the ATC Cup now with the scratching of Long Villiers. I think. Um, uh, I agree with Brad that Elsie owns a, a great each-way play in that race. I can't see it missing top three. Great to have you join us this morning, mate, and good calling this afternoon. Thanks, boys. Good man. There he is, Mitch Manners, keeping him nice and busy around the place at the moment, and he'll be calling all the action there at Rosehill Gardens today. So that's, uh, I think we've pretty much covered um, most of, uh, of the questions that have come through. Um... Yeah, it looks that way. No more fishing questions coming through for you, Brad, so I think we're... Well, I was hoping to get an update, but no update there, no. so I uh, might have lost reception out there. The radio can be a bit patchy offshore, but uh, good luck. Hopefully a few more flat out on board. Race four, number five. Race seven, number nine, my two. I was going to say value plays because they were sort of $8 yesterday, but now they're both $4.40, but they are Mission Phoenix and Alcione. Mission Phoenix, they've just got to get the ride right on him. Get to the front. He should get it easy enough, but build from the 650. Don't turn into a please do not just sit, sit, sit and wait for the last 300 because they'll just go straight past him and out sprint him. They've got to build from the 600 with him. Uh, Caulfield is a ripper today. Is there something you like down there? I don't mind Keats. Um, I think race six, number five. He's Look, his best runs have been on wet, but he's got a couple of soft five runs that are okay. So if he, if he handles the, the track okay, it's a very – it's a race I can – pot all the other favourites in the market so I just think he'll run well Keats he's been flying and um, he's just beautiful on speed style he gives a big kick at the forward of the two and then tries to hold on so hopefully he does that and your Sky Racing One commitments kick in pretty soon yep go to uh, get ready for that with Mardo and Gator the Sarvo so tune in if you're uh, around this afternoon and good luck to all the punters speed next Saturday look forward to good it man. thanks Richard Brad Davidson big thanks to Mitch Manners and uh, Hurls are we sold out yet for this uh, this multi, or how, how are we yes, travelling there? Uh, it's, uh, it's all gone, but plenty of people, as usual, got on. You've got to be quick. We do say that every week, but uh, yeah, plenty did get on, mate. It's all and, gone, Ski. So hopefully, we get the cash today. Good luck to uh, those who are playing. Um, give those horses a, a bit more strength. Uh, jockeys, challenges, hurls, and I suppose uh, different deals around the place with the tab today. What can you enlighten us with? Yeah, Rose Hill and Caulfield today. All races run second or third, and if your horse does run second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. That applies for your first fixed odds win bet. Uh, Jockey's Challenge today at Rose Hill, seventy for James McDonald, Tyler Schiller and Timmy Clark, both at $7. Rachel King, $8.50, $13, any other jockey option. Tommy Shit at 15 21 Karen McAvoy and Brendan Abdullah at 26 Just before I go, Rich, just want to give a shout-out to... Our good colleague and friend, uh, Jared Duffy, not in the best of health at the moment, but, um, yeah, hopefully uh, things start to get on the improve fairly shortly, mate.
Yeah, here here is uh, one of the one of the good guys, Daff. That's for sure. Yeah, he's so. not only that; he's an absolute icon in terms of sort of uh, you know when fixed odds betting really came to the fray uh, and bookmaking. I suppose even back on course years and years ago. So there's nothing he doesn't know about the uh, about the game. So yeah, just hopefully he's up in Queensland on the Gold Coast resting at the moment. His uh, his lovely wife had an interview uh, on Radio Tab up there in Queensland uh, yesterday, and hopefully everything's a okay for Daff. Well, that brings behind the gates to her close. Uh, Hurls, it had everything this morning. And, uh, Indeed. Lewd language, all sorts of, um, all that, sorts of stories. Wasn't that but lewd? I, nah, <laughs> that's the worst thing we hear in pubs and clubs on a Saturday afternoon. There's something wrong. Um, yeah, I think that season's set up, Rich. We'll chat during the week, Hurls. Thank you. All right, looking forward to an afternoon off. Good on you. There he is, Andrew Hurley. Thank you. All the tab markets there. Three minutes, almost four minutes past 11, and it's now your chance to win some wine here on Racing HQ Saturday. The Bordelies have been great sponsors for a long, long time, and that means it's a very good morning to Paul Ambrosoli. Hello, Paul. Hello, uh, Richard. Good morning to you. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, everybody. And, uh, yeah... Beautiful, beautiful morning. And what a great day to have a glass of Windy Peak. I've got to tell you that uh, I will be enjoying one later on, for sure and certain. I'm not enjoying one now because I'm trying to get uh, keep sober to do your <laughs> to do the quiz. But if you're looking for something for Christmas, make sure you stock up now. You just buy an occasional bottle of Windy Peak, and uh, by the time Christmas comes around a week or so, or for a month or so, you've got the you, you've got the stock there. Okay, uh, try the Pinot Grigio if you like a white, and if you like the red. I don't know how they make a Shiraz for the price they do, and it's a lovely, lovely drop indeed. But then again, it's Debortley. They've been around for 100 years. Now, look, question time this morning, okay? So uh, we have the question. The first person threw on 13.53.53 with correct answer after the clue finishes, okay? First person through after the clue finishes will be the recipient of a twin pack of Windy Peak Wine, which will save you the first week of going out and buying a colour bottle prior to Christmas. Are you ready for this morning's quiz? Here it is. I'm racing today at Rose Hill. What is my name and what barrier am I coming from? Thank you, gentlemen. Ah, wait a minute. We've had, we, we've had a blockage. Have we, Richard? Have I lost you? No, you've, you've, I'm still here, Paul. That's okay. Well, some, somebody, hasn't, somebody hasn't quite put Try 99, gentlemen, and that might be the clue. We've, just, we've had a few uh, stickling problems this morning that were, you, were you wouldn't have heard. Paul, were you, expecting, hmm? uh, were you expecting some audio to play there or something? I was. Hmm. I am, and uh, it should have been up on 99. Try that. Now, it was a little bit shorter than it was the originally. Time. Just getting the good part. We stopped there. Yeah, that's right. We stopped it at the right time. Oh. Gonna go? That was the clue. Oh. So it's racing, hey, what barrier does it come from? And, of course, I put the barrier in it because anybody can tell what the name of the horse is, but then you've got to look around, find where it's racing and find the, the, the barrier it's coming from. 
So can, that's, I, can, that's I give it, can I give a, a can I give a further mm-hmm. hint? Can I give a further hint to this? No. Oh, okay. I can't get a further hint to it at all. What do you want a further hint for? Well, for she, God's she, sake, she might not. She might not be racing. As far as I know, she is. Whereabouts? At Rose Hill. Hmm. I haven't got her as a scratching. Have you got? Is this another thing that's going to go wrong this morning? Unless she's in two races. What have I missed? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have her because I checked it out. I'll just duck down here again. Uh, where am I? Yeah, I've still got her racing. Oh, very good. So I've still got her racing. So I, I might have uh, early scratchings and not later scratchings. I'm wondering about that. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe you've it's got been the a wrong pop- It's been a popular... Uh, well, I, I... Well, I'll be terribly <laughs> upset with myself if I do have the wrong horse. Hey, it is scratched. It is scratched. There you go. So I was drawn to race today. This goes hand in hand. <laughs> We've had a very bad morning. That's okay. That's okay. We do have a, we do, we do have a, a, a winner who's scratching or not, has, has come up with what I suspect is the right answer. Well, you've got to suspect. Fancy's pretty woman, for God's sake. What, other, what else could it be? Uh, but the reason I said the barrier was because I thought it was racing. I had, I had it in my, in my sheets here as racing. And uh, I thought, well, everybody knows what the song is. We'll make you look for the barrier. And it was Barrier 10. Uh, but it was no longer in Barrier 10 because I, uh, I have, must have had the early scratchings and not the late scratchings. So there you go. Well, Eli- Eli- Elizabeth from yeah. Waverley. Elizabeth from Waverley. Oh, yeah, mate. Elizabeth from Waverley. And, Good on uh, you, Elizabeth. Haven't heard from you for ages. And at 18 minutes past seven this morning, Pretty Woman came out. Yeah, well, I, I had it on my sheets, so there you go. And I, I, okay. I would have checked it about. I would have checked it about ten minutes after that. So maybe I checked it too early. Something okay. like that on my on my sheets, but it doesn't matter, Elizabeth. That's you're okay. on the ball as you normally are when you know, we go to ask these questions. So very good indeed. So Elizabeth has won from uh, from Waverley, correct? Yeah, 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 from Waverley, eastern suburbs of Sydney. There, not a, not a bad spot. Eastern suburbs of Sydney. They are most probably getting dressed to go to Rose Hill races right now. Traffic's horrific around that part of town on a Saturday. Traffic around Sydney is worse on a Saturday than any other day. I suppose it's. Uh, Auctions and various school sports and whatnot, isn't it? No, I, I, I didn't know that. I, I, I try to stay out of Sydney from Monday to Sunday. Well, <laughs> not a bad thing at times, Paul. Not a bad thing. Mate, born, thing. bred, red, educated in the city, and it terrifies me when I go back in there every time. Feeding of a dust. <laughs> that, it, well, it, that, and that's before you see the tolls um, as you oh, come back well, out, Paul. Oh, that's another story. That's another story, isn't <laughs> it? I know we have to but pay. For our, all... I know we have to pay for our roads and whatnot. But goodness me. Yeah, we've got a few of them going up, haven't oh, we? Yeah, the, 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 the tolls go up and the roads go up. Mm. That's okay. Who's following me? Is uh, Peter from Adelaide following me? Yeah, Pete's going to join us shortly. Yeah. He'll be he'll be, he'll be going Standing to sleep on the by. other end of the phone. He's <laughs> all right. Good on you, Peter. Have a pleasant <laughs> weekend, and uh, everybody enjoy Debortley. Enjoy Debortley, Windy Peak. That's the best way to go. Don't forget them. Elizabeth, twin packs on its way to you. Thank you very much, Richard. Good morning to you. And Peter is coming up from Adelaide. That was Paul Ambrosoli with the Debortley quiz. Good on you, Elizabeth um, from Waverley, who is our winner this morning. Let's head to Adelaide. Morpha Villa racing today. Nine races to get through. Track is a good four. Peter Ellis, good morning to you. Good morning, Richard. How are you doing? Not bad. What do we make of this meeting today? Yeah, it's a good, steady meeting. I think we can uh, 
we've got a, uh, one leading towards the city of Marion that's uh, also won it last year as a chance again uh, also won the Christmas handicap so it's the perfect land of Outlaws Revenge but yeah, it's quite a solid little meeting and I'd be disappointed if we can't find a winner or two well, let's dive in. First race of the day, uh, we go to race one, a class two three-year-olds, 1,100 metres. Number four, Noble Magnate, $2.50 favourite. Proconi, number five, is at three seventy, And then Test the Law, a $4.80 chance, so faster, six fifty. Looks like a, some promising and maybe emerging types here in the first, Peter. Yeah, certainly, Richard. Yeah, there's, uh, it's a strong race despite the fact there's only six runners. I went to Victorian Bricone here, got the money on debut. That was on the synthetic of Ballarat, but went to the grass at Ararat, narrowly beaten benchmark 64 against the older horses, which is never easy for a three-year-old filly. Noble Magnate, the favourite, the obvious danger. Very impressive winning on debut. That was on Melbourne Cup Day, so it was a, a restricted sort of maiden. So far, so just bail on the soft uh, last up behind Kiki Express. The previous one, very good, including a winner ball for in a couple of placings. And uh, test the law. Um, he uh, it resumes here. At, uh, was it is a winner first up, but all its form has been on softy tracks. Um, I was um, five, four, three, and one. Race two on the day is a benchmark eighty-two. We are going over the mile. Number five, Lakes Folly, uh, is there as a two dollar ninety fixed favourite. Number three, Omo. Uh, is at two dollars, uh, three dollars twenty. Perfect route is a five dollar fifty chance, and then magnetic edge six fifty. Splash some cash at eight dollars fifty. Probably should give you number two, my mate Sunny, at ten dollars for race two, Pete. Yeah, we've got a few here that don't win too often, including Omo, but it's been racing really consistently. He did run third in a in a Bella Club a Cup. Good recommendation for this. Um, Lakes Folly, I think it's on a. 10-run losing streak. It's been mixing distances, hit the line hard over 1,400 behind my Khalifa. That was last Saturday, so the mile certainly suits. Perfect route. Um, run third in the John Letts. Didn't handle the wet subsequent run. Was also, um, it's also run well on the guineas, so it's a chance. And splash some cash. Just nailed on the line by Montaigne. It goes round in the eclipse at Caulfield. Uh, it's one thirteen races, but never won one in the city, so maybe today's his day, but I'm three, five, seven, and 4. On to race three out of Adelaide today is a maiden set weights, four-year-olds and upwards, 1,100 metres. Twilight races at Morpherville on December 16. They're good meetings to get to. Number six, Artie Miss for the Clark and Stable, $2.80 favourite. Number seven, Crown Moshe, 330. Number eight, Fly the Lion is at 460. And Shuri Lad, a $6.50 chance. But Artie Miss, inside draw, a $2.80 fixed favourite for race three. Yeah, that'll suit. Uh, show good speed, win second as a passer on debut. And then I went to Gawler on that side track when a short price favour, so I'm happy to over. Look, that hit uh, fly the line 60 to 1 at, uh, at the bridge. You know, it was wide and charged home when third over the 900, so the 1100s are plus. Crown Moshe, he's been up a couple of runs from a break or box seat. And Chima, ex Victoria, another one that pounds on the line that was a Bella Clover 1300, been freshened up and backing trip. I was 6, 8, 7, and 10. On to race four, Stayers here, benchmark 82, um, 2,500 metres the journey here. And number two, Designs for Anthony and Sam Friedman is a $3 fixed favourite with the tad. Number three, Oath of a Murder at 480. Number one, Sabona 550 and Busker's Ballad, single figures there at $8. Stayers here, Peter, for race four. How are you seeing it? 
Yeah, they can be hard to catch, but Sabon is uh, right at the top of his game. Uh, winner in the parks there, two stars ago, beat Wall Princess since one. And it was a nice second behind the map who's heading towards the Adelaide Cup. That was on that leading transfer spurt for last Wednesday week. Uh, designs, the obvious dangers, had two runs back. Uh, she's a winner in Adelaide. She went over to 2,500, then was second in the Port Cup. Both of a murder, just didn't handle a wet. That was a Ballarat last Saturday. So Morf will be a winner three runs ago. And so Ben A, just had no luck behind Morf Prince. Got good ability on his day. So I expect him to run well on double figure odds. One, two, three and seven. We go to race five out of Adelaide today and a benchmark 62,050 metres. Open market has number four, Bajan Bell, uh, at $4.20 favourite. Number nine, Fields of It Henry at $5. Winning Revolution, second up, is $5. Number two, Mr Magistrate going for back-to-back wins, five fifty. Uh, Hong Bao, number five, is also five fifty. Can you sort race five out for us, Peter? Yeah, the market tells a story, Richard. I'm with Spiels about Henry. Um, just got back and the track was favouring on pace behind Chosen Blondes. Preston's in. Prior to that beat with Gina on the park. So that's very strong form. The magistrate's up in weight, but in career best form, he'll go forward and take plenty of catching. Winning Revolution, ex-Victorian. So once run an SA, it was second to H2O, who won the last race of Plymington on Oaks Day. And Hong Bao, uh, he got handy Victorian form place to stand down a couple of runs ago. Now trained by the Jollies in SA. So I was 9, 2, 11 and 5. Race 6 is the first leg of the quaddy. The photo-based group handicap. Benchmark 68 over the mile. When number 11, Wild Imagination, draws the inside. And trying to win the first race for the prep here is a $3.10 favourite to do it. Number 6, Residue at $5. 7, Exalted Fire, $5. Out to $9 for Wild Willie and Francis Boy. But Wild Imagination, your favourite here, Pete, for race 6. Yeah, with, with residue, uh, certainly a specialist, more for Bill 1600s on the main track, obviously. Was placed in the Guineas behind Elation. Was a winner there over the course and distance two runs ago and just went around last week on their wet track, just didn't handle it, got back and really struggled. Wild Imagination's been running really well in sprints. He's so had the three runs back all over 1200, all good efforts. Got form around the mile as a winner of 2000, so the extra trip shouldn't be a concern. Dr. Deedy's getting back to his best. Nice effort to win second in that Donald Cup. That was a strong race. And Exalted Pie is always thereabouts. So certainly goes in your exotics. Six, eleven, two, and 7. Okay, it's before we go to race number 7. Uh, the Winterbottom Stakes today just were coming through the Volana. Uh, has come out of the Winterbottom this afternoon. Volana, that's terrible luck for Godolphin. I think there was a note yesterday that a bit of an accident with the horse uh, yesterday afternoon and, um, yeah, has not passed a vet or James and the team not comfortable to run Volana. So he's a pretty high-profile scratching just coming through now from the Winterbottom in Perth this afternoon. No Volana, unfortunately. Uh, race 7 here, Adelaide, Pete, we go to now benchmark 62 1200 meters number eight who's clang a 330 favorite last girl love resumes today number three at 460 and number four paramedic is a six dollar fifty chance classy kenny might go back to back here peter is at 750 yeah it's, uh, it's a tough race again uh with last alone just keep an eye on the burning she's very capable uh, the last run was in the Guineas when she was luckless when sixth uh, could have possibly run into the money. Prior to that was a really good effort on the park, so I expected to run well fresh. Destiny's Republic just found the cross too strong behind Classy Kenny. Just nailing the last stride prior to that. Draw Mai will go forward. Paramedic, ex-Victorian, really good first run for the stable there at the bridge, doing his best work late over the thousand, out to twelve. And who's clang the favourite three-year-old? Um, 
got the money on debut there in the park, so an easy run, didn't win with anything in hand and has drawn wide in a tougher race. So I just thought it was under the odds, but goes in the uh, first four, three, one, four and eight. Race eight out of Morford Field today. This is the City of Marion's, uh, Marion Stakes. The listed race over the 1,200 metres. We're number eight, uh, Manhattan Times, a 3.90 favourite. Number 12, keep reading at 4.80. Uh, Colour Dream, number nine at $5. And out to Rich Gina, who's going well at $10, Ashford Street. He's a bolter and co. But Manhattan Times, the market says Peter is the horse to beat in the feature today. Yeah, I'm sticking. I've been with him a bit lately. He's been getting back and flying home, getting back and flying home. Today looks perfect. He's uh, he's ideally weighted. The wide gate's a plus because he'll, uh, he'll be looking for plenty of room and uh, he'll be heading towards the Christmas handicap of the one to beat. So I made him a bit of the day, Manhattan Times. We'll keep beating the day in gin form and we'll box seat. Outlaw Revenge, as I mentioned earlier, won this race last year and then went and won the Christmas handicap. He's first up here. If he's fancied, he certainly goes in an Ashford chip. Last 11 runs have been in sprints and that's 1,100 last time it's 1,200 was a sale, he carried 61 on that Easter feature and just went too hard, well he only got run down the last 50 so probably now looking for the 1,200, he goes in at good odds the 3, 8, 12, 5 and 3. And ninth and last is a benchmark 68, 1,100 metres where an open market sees 8 outposts at the top of the market here at $4.60, Lady Simone $5, Aston Rapova then Damascus moment in the last Yeah, really tough race, I'm with the rush away lad, looked really well graded here uh, drawn wide, but he swept around the field when he won that ball bill three runs ago, uh, winning that um, benchmark 72. That's from Pope of the Danger. Morphville specialist, really strong win first up. Inside gates are negative. Um, silver on reds, uh, got a good record fresh. And Smoke and Val, one that's been a bit frustrating. Looked a nice race for her there in Morphville on that Wednesday, but it rained and she got in the worst part of the track, so she can bounce back here. Um, Spoken Bell at 10. So I was 1, 2, 6 and 10. Okay, nine races. Good program. Uh, City of Marion's a good race. What's the best of the day, Peter? Yeah, I thought Manhattan Times in that race, Richard. So race uh, race 8, number 8, Manhattan Times. Anything there at Caulfield today? It's that uh, Sandown? No, I sort of thought it was a pretty disappointing program. Uh, I Personally, I used to prefer it when it was at the end of the spring. It's now like it's like taking the Christmas holidays in February. So... Uh, <laughs> No, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't find a standout at all there, Richard. Very good. We'll uh, we'll do it again next Saturday, Peter. Many thanks. Look forward to it. All the best, Peter Ellis. All the Adelaide form there. Twenty-one minutes past eleven. Head to a short break here on Racing HQ Saturday. Hopefully, I'll tell you. Tell you is coming up shortly in about fifteen minutes. That's Kevin Wolf, and he's standing by to take us through to the afternoon. Gee, he looks casual today. He looks the parties. No, not that casual. He's wearing his Beatles shirt. He's looking at me. He was there about a month ago, Beatles enthusiast Kevin. He was over there and having a ball. And uh, Kevin will take you through the first part of race day. For now, a break on the other side. It is Tim Ryan with Trading Places. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. Rio Dini was your 650 SP favourite. Glenn Munsey is a perfect case for futures punters and early shoppers and the like. $51 in the pre-noms market, $26 in the all-in market. Ron Duffersey, $12 into 650 and by race preview time and he ran accordingly, he ran right up to his, uh, his set-up really. Hunter's Postmortem, Monday 9am, Racing HQ. Australia's favourite windows and doors... <sighs> 
excuse me, I just got to get the door. Jess, can you take over, please? Yep, sure. Australia's favourite windows and doors are available at... Ah, uh, sorry. Now someone's knocking at the back door. Um, how about we let the main voiceover guy take over? Wideline Windows and Doors. Bring over 50 years of producing quality Australian-made windows and doors that bring life into your home. Enhance the feeling of home with Wideline Windows and Doors. Inquire now at wideline.com.au. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for Fair Play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Join the Big Sports Breakfast team as they lead the charge to the Mudgee Cup Friday, December 2. Don't miss the Oriental Hotel's Race Day Eve Calcutta and Charity Auction Thursday, December 1 from 6.30. Hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlowe and, of course, featuring the BSB team. And back up with the boys at the Ori Friday morning for a BSB Mudgee Cup special with brekkie served from 7.30. Then take advantage of free travel to and from the track as you head out to the Mudgee Cup Day, one of country racing's truly iconic meetings. On Racing HQ, Trading Places with TAP Senior Trader Tim Ryan. Yes, time for Trading Places and um, just before I, I'm sure he won't mind me reading it out and I passed it on to, uh, to Brad Davis and thanks to Gerald Ryan because uh, Dave loves talking about his um, times and whatnot and, uh, and you know, it's all the melting pot of information, but thank you to Gerald who let us know. He says, Mr. Mosaic's fastest first 500 metres on a good track is 30, uh, 30.1 seconds. Sky Command's fastest on a good track is um, 29.1, and that was a last start. So just talking about times and the times horses can run and, and I suppose leaders and that kind of stuff. Thanks to Gerald for a little bit of information there. It is time for Trading Places. Tim Ryan back in the chair. Hello, Tim. Good morning, Richard. How are you today? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, got in the studio here and it looked uh, a resource. A bit of rain around the place. Hopefully it's a, 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 a nice day in Sydney and surrounds and plenty get to Rose Hill on a good four. I suppose, uh, Tim, the return to Rose Hill Gardens should be working on a, a beautiful pad of grass out there today. Yeah, look, you, you very much hope so. The weather in Sydney has been absolutely beautiful the last couple of weeks. Really enjoy a couple of weeks off. First day back today, so very keen to get into it. Um, interesting how the track will play today. Um, rail back in the true... Look, generally when it's rain-affected, they get off the fence. You'd think uh, today, with all the beautiful weather we've had in Sydney, that the inside should be all right. But they pumped a lot of water into this track, um, 20 mils this week. So, look... I'm playing it for a fair track, but I'm just a little bit concerned about that inside section. We'll see how it goes just with that watering that we've had this week. Um, but, yeah, look, we'll kick off for a, a fair track and, and see how we go after that. Before we do this, I'm just going to go through some changes of tactics. Um, sure. And we'll go race two, number four, Vonga Wanda, to settle further forward. Hopefully I'll have the pronunciation correct, Mark. Uh, race three, number 13, Sasu, to settle further forward. Race nine, number 11, Mr. Mosaic, 
to be ridden further forward. Race five, number eight, Rupertar, to settle further forward from an inside barrier. Race two, number one, Colour Sergeant, to settle further forward. And race eight, number 14, Dajran, to settle further forward in a prominent position. We'll get those out of the way. It's a late scratching at Kemler as well. Race six, number three, La Rupe, who was the favourite uh, by order of stewards at a quarter to 11. La Rupe comes out there. Race six, number three, that market will change a bit. But let's go to race number one here, Tim. The two-year-olds at the 1,100 metres. That race set to go in a tick under an hour from now where number three, Diabelli for Godolphin, is a $2.50 favourite. Yeah, $2.50 favourite and really, really um, strongly supported at that quote. We bet it was a fair bit bigger earlier in the week. Um, but with, with the scratchings, there's been a lot of scratchings. We'll, we'll kick off from how we were this morning. And it touched, um, it opened up $2.60 this morning. We're into two fifty. It's very, very short, the totes. Um, I think two fifty is probably about the right price. I'm playing a pretty straight bat in this first um, today. You know, we've got the race form in Diabelli and Disneck, and they both come out of really quite strong races, the Maribyrnong down in Melbourne um, and the Golden Gift up in Sydney. Diabelli probably looks to have the most improvement off its run. Um, it didn't get a lot of luck down in Melbourne. It gets James McDonald on here. So, look, it's... It's your obvious favourite. 250, I think, is probably about the right price. May even start a touch longer. Not really a favourite. Really wanted to take on Disneck. We just spoke about then. Um, it comes to a really strong race. That Golden Gift million dollar race did have every chance there, um, and draws a bit awkward today. So that's probably the the main reason behind the the big difference in price between the first and second pick. Um, and then we go to the unraced horses. And to be honest, I didn't see enough in any of these first starters in the trials. They all tried, you know, well enough, but nothing that jumped out and grabbed me. So, look, I'm happy to play against all the first starters here at this stage until the market tells me otherwise. And I think Diabelli is pretty hard to beat in the first. Okay, race two is our midway, 2,000 metres, benchmark 72. Colour Sergeant, change of tactics. We further forward is a $2.50 favourite. Jack Duggan's going great guns, is at 380. And then Loving Silla, uh, a $6.50 chance. Uh, what are we thinking, race two? Yeah, well, I played a pretty straight bat. Well, I'm keen to play a straight bat in the first. I'm, I'm keen to get involved in race two. I'm going to make Colour Sergeant the lay of the day. $2.20 this morning, now out to $2.50. I think he's a $3 chance. Um, so that's where I'm going to be pushing. Interesting um, change of tactics to be ridden more forward. Uh, it's definitely a race with not a lot of pace. Uh, I've got Wolves leading and Jack Duggan probably just sitting off it. And I think those two sort of pace to suit themselves. So... Well, I think it is a positive um, change of tactics for Carl Sargent. They, um, connections can obviously see that the map's a little bit against them today. doesn't have a lot of early speed, Carl Sargent. So whether or not it can race much more forward, I'm not quite sure. But um, they'll be doing their best to get there. I just, you know, while he comes out of the best form, Carl Sargent, he comes out of benchmark 78 back to a midway. He's a horse that gets back. We just spoke about the map. I think that's against him. He's got the 59.5 kilos. All those two racing up on the pace, Wolves and Jack Duggan, 52 and 53 kilos um, to themselves. So the way the map is going to get back, and he, look, he's got, had two wins in Australia, one at Canberra, one at Scone. He's a nice horse, but I just don't think he justifies being that price. So look, I've assessed him around that $3 mark, so pushing that way, Jack Duggan, uh, he gets the map favours. I'll keep him safe. Wolves. Uh, interesting up to the 2000. It'd be interesting to see how she goes up to the 2000. I'll keep it safe as well. Loving Scylla, um, not without a good hope. It's been well backed as well, but Colour Sergeant, lay of the day. 
onto the Tab Highway, race three, 1100 metres, the journey. Your market has number seven, Miss Kira Billy, as a 320 favourite. Sasu is at 650, and now to double figures for Zaru, and I'm a true star. Honour the crown, and uh, etc. for race number three. Miss Kirabilly, really quite well supported. Uh, just hovering around that $3, out $3.20 mark today. Um, in my opinion, she's got the right form for this. Um, she's run second in, in highways at her last two starts. I like highway form. For highways, she's going to race up on the pace. Tell she'll claim. Ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, sits at that three twenty quote. Can't see her trading too much longer than that. If anything, she may even trade a little bit shorter, I think. Um, pretty hard against Susu, the second pick there. Um, does get James McDonald, but has only raced in the country. It's its first go on the highway, and I always like laying these horses. First go on the highway. And the third pick, Zaru, uh, is really, really honest, has run some really good races in highways, is a highway winner. So $10 mark, I can see it a good hope. Uh, but the chances don't end there. There's a couple of other uh, longer odds have been suspect um, that are good chances, but Miss Kirabilly... I think it's probably her race to lose the highway. Race four, benchmark 78, 1,800 metres. Gee, a few different schools of thought here. Number Well, equal favourites now. Number four, Tony B, 380. And number 10, Floating, 380. Then uh, Mission Phoenix at 460, Worthily, 750. Tell you what, Global Osbred there at the $7 kind of gets appealing now. What are you thinking with race four? Yeah, lots of different trains of thought here. Uh, first of all, Tony B. Um, look, I wanted to be slightly against, but I'm... Scared stiff of it. Um, it was really good winning at Rose Hill last start. Now trades around that 380 mark. I think that's probably about price. Floating, uh, I wanted to be hard against. All its forms at Newcastle, only won a midway last start, so it's a long way up in grade here. Still one I wanted to be hard against, 380. I think it trades longer. Mission Phoenix was my keep safe. Oh, I just really like the map here. Tyler Schiller claim again. It's going to go forward, run very fast time at Canterbury, so it's the keep safe. Wanted to be against Worthily with big odds at Flemington in a race over the carnival that I don't think was that strong. Uh, and you mentioned Global Odds, but it's been totally disregarded by the market. I think it's got a good hope. I do too at that $7. Let's go to race five now at Rose Hill Gardens. This is Tim Ryan, uh, senior trader with the tab, giving us his thoughts on how the tab might play this meeting today. Benchmark 78, race five, 1,100 metres, number nine, winning verse. Pretty firm favourite here on the fixed market at 380. Number seven per in away, 480. Dehorn Unicorn resumes here, 550. Same with Rupertar, $7. Authentic Jewel, an $8 chance here in race five. Yeah, winning verse sits at that 380 mark. It's been good support for it this morning. Um, and look, I, I don't really like laying leaders over 1,100 metres at Rose Hill. So I'm going to keep it pretty safe. Winning verse, Tim Clark won a leader. I think she can run really quite well. She started quite short in a similar race last start. Um, I think she's pretty hard to beat. I wanted to be against the second pick per in a way. Been hovering around that four eighty five dollar mark this morning. Just uh, wanted to be against it, just with the map. Um, although I do concede that the form lines um, from its last prep do look pretty good for this. So if they are, you know, getting down the middle of the track, then maybe I might have a little bit of a rethink with Per Inaway, Dehorn Unicorn third pick. It gets a good map barrier three. You mentioned Rupertar fourth pick. Uh, it's at a seven dollar quote. It's going to be ridden more forward barrier two. Um, looks to suit it as well. So, look, a few chances here, but winning verse, it'll lead and it'll give a big sight in race five.
Okay, uh, let's go on to race six. This is the Country Classic. Good race. Open uh, handicap over the 2,000 metres. Dream Runner is a $4.80 favourite. Point Counterpoint at $5. Knife's Edge, $8. From the Bush, $8.50. Proust, $8.50. Our tipsters, I think they've all thrown something in um, out wide that little bit. But what are you thinking here for race six? Yeah, look, really tricky. Massive field, 2,000 metres for country horses. I think that the, the little dance form has to be the form line. So you've got Dream Runner and Point Counterpoint. They head the market 480 and 550 respectively. Slight leaning towards Point Counterpoint. Just think it has a one kilo weight turnaround and it probably has a slightly better map. But um, in saying that, no real pot on Dream Runner. I think they're the two. I wanted to be against the third pick, their Knife's Edge at $8. Um, just coming off a, um, a highway win, stepping up to open class. From the bush is really honest. Maybe 2,000 a bit of a query, um, but I think it can run a good race. Wanted to be a little bit against Proust, but wide open. Um, look, I wouldn't pot you for, for tipping anything in this race. Race seven is the Elite Sand and Soil ATC Cup, where number 14 Steely, top of the market, 360 favourite. Alcyon at 440. The new mandate is an eight dollar chance out to Pale King. Dr. Drill and Co. But, yeah, these two, Steely and Alcyon, they kind of come away at the top here. Yeah, and the um, our holds kind of reflect that this morning with the Alcyon probably just a tiny bit more popular. Um, I really quite liked Steely. I think it was a perfect setup. Um, Seven-day backup up to the 2,000 metres, 53 kilos, barrier one. It maps perfectly. Gee, I think it's really hard to beat Steely. And 360, I could see it trading shorter. Um, I wanted to be against Alcyon, the second pick. Um, it probably gets in well with the 54 kilos. I, I get that, but doesn't win out a turn. Um, barrier seven, it's going to get back a little bit. So Alcyon was a horse I wanted to be against. Uh, new mandate, third pick is the really interesting horse here. I would have liked it if it had a drawn a gate. Um, it comes out of that five diamonds. I thought it was really good at its first run in Australia for Chris Waller, but the barrier 11 just has me a little bit against. Um, but again, if they are coming down the middle of the track, it's maybe one that I could promote their new mandate. And Pale King's not hopeless as well. Um, 2,400 back to the 2,000. It's racing really well. Race eight is the Furphy Festival Stakes. $200,000. Group three, 1,500 metres. Sunshine Rising, number one at 460. Number seven, Coal Crusher at 550. Mirror Vision, 650. Kiss some 850 again. Some nice horses at double figures here that could easily figure off. Well, Sunshine Rising might be a lay of the day candidate, Tim. Oh, look, I'd like to make it a lay of the day candidate, but at 460, I look a little bit silly trying to lay something uh, around about those odds. I prefer to take on the ones short in the market. Uh, but yeah, I'll, look, I have to be against Sunshine Rising. Um, it's been really well backed all week. We bet big odds in the All Ins back on Monday, and then. We bet eight fifty um, on Wednesday, so now a four dollar sixty quote, and uh, by far the most popular runner in the race. So look, we're sitting at that four sixty quote at the moment, just kind of holding steady. But I'll have to be pushing against this later in betting. It's got to be a six dollar plus chance, surely. Fifty kilos, first for two years, nine year old. Jesus, so many negatives. Um, Second pick there, Cole Crusher, 550. Uh, with another one we bet probably a little bit too big earlier in the week, but it's 54 kilos. It's going to go straight to the front, Glenn Schofield. It's a horse in form, so I'm going to keep it safe. The third pick, Mirror Vision, I'm scared stiff of. Doesn't win out of the but 
run um, a Group 1 placing in its most recent start. So uh, that's got to be good form for this. Kiss some talented horse, but the map um, barrier 13 looks a little bit tricky for it. So a little bit against Kiss some. Race nine is the Drinkwise Starlight Stakes listed race, 1,100 metres. This is $6 the market here. Dragonstone, $5. Najmati, $6. Sky Command, now $6.50. Fox Fighter, $7.50. Mr Mosaic, $8. And Sneaky Page at $8.50. I was um, uh, a bit of a Kalos fan here at $11. What are you thinking? Uh, wide open. Uh, anything goes here. First thought was I want to lay Dragonstone, just been a backmarker over the Rose Hill 1100, uh, but it's $5, so I won't be, be going crazy laying it at that price. Najmati's in a pretty similar boat. Um, Barrier 9 is going to get back, it's going to be wider, so a little bit against it. Sky Command, geez, I can't believe we bet $31 about this on Wednesday. Um, now a $6.50 chance, Barrier 2. Um, it's going to go straight to the front and it's going to give a massive sight. Um, so, look, I'll be doing my best to turn around our liability on Sky. And Fox Fighter is racing really well. It should get a good run. Mr. Mosaic, I think, is the most interesting horse here. Joe Ryan, Sterling Alexio, they're great first up trainers. Barrett's three, 53 and a half kilos. Um, and it's got some good form over the Rose 1100. So, I can see it running a really good race. Mr. Mosaic, very wary of it. Kalos um, was. Not quite plain down in Melbourne, but maybe back to Sydney might see it run a little bit better. Tenth and last we go to now, a benchmark 78, 1400 metres. Democracy Manifest, pretty firm favourite here now at 320 with the tab. Akasawa, promising 650, short, short 650. Mensa Missile, Tunnagrit, I am Lethal and Co. for the last year, Tim. Democracy Manifest, it just keeps firming and firming and firming. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, um, and, and it just keeps coming back in again. The support for it is endless, which is surprising considering a 59.5 kilos and barrier 12, it's going to be sitting last. Well, will you keep um, on, will you, depending on weight of money, I suppose, depends what you do here, Tim, but I mean, what do you want to get him to? Well, what do you, what, yeah. what do you think might happen? Oh, look, I think he's a 4 or $5 chance, personally, but whether I can get him back out there, we'll wait and see. I suppose a lot will depend on how the rest of the day is going. If um, punters are in front or bookmakers are in front, maybe if I've got a lead, I, I might be able to get him uh, back out that little bit further. But just for the for the fact that he's just going to be back last, um, I guess we'll see how the track's playing today, too. Whether, whether or not you can run on will have a big bearing on what price he starts, but I have to be against him. Akasawa is an interesting one. Was It's another back marker, but it draws a little bit better, so it should be in front of Democracy Manifest in the run, but looks a really talented galloper. I like what it did at Canterbury. Um, 650 is probably about its right price. Short shorts is the one I'm going to keep safe. Back to the scene of the crime, what it did at Rose Hill. Um, two starts back, had excuses at Newcastle. Meant to missile can run a good race. Um, and Tunner Grit can run a good race. Um, $3.20 short to Mocker Manifest in the last. If you haven't already downloaded the uh, the new Sky Racing Active app, recommend you do it. Fish around, have a bit of a look around for yourself and throw some cash in there and, and take your mob on this afternoon, Tim. Yeah, that's it. And the, the uh, $50 um, bonus bet back if you're on second or third at all races at Rose Hill today. So uh, there's plenty there for the punters and we're going to take on a few of those favourites, especially Colour Sergeant Race 2. Good on you, Tim. We'll speak next weekend. Have a good week.
Beauty. Thanks a lot, Richard. Good luck to the punish. Tim Ryan, senior trader with the tab there for trading places. Uh, before I go, some more change of tactics coming through. Race four, number eight, Sindicato, to settle further forward from the inside barrier. Race seven, number eight, the front man, to, uh, to be ridden positively early and settle further forward. And race seven, number 10, Bonnie Ezra, to be ridden conservatively. Those uh, changes of tactics coming through. Big thanks to all who joined us this morning on Racing HQ. Saturday, those trainers between 7 and 8, Sterling Oslin uh, before uh, 7 o'clock, and hopefully you, the listener, have gleaned enough info out of this morning to try and uh, um, finish ahead on the pun today. Some of those people texting through, yes, race three on the Gold Coast, Orbison uh, might have been an answer to the quiz. It wasn't Pretty Woman was the answer because it was Roy Orbison singing the song. So to those who text in and... Um, uh, Dopper asking you if I'm having a couple of bucks on Cliff's Art today. Well, I might because Matthew Smith joined us before and he couldn't be happier with Cliff's Art. She's in race nine, the summon in Melbourne today. Uh, might have got ahead of myself a bit earlier. Uh, not that next weekend isn't a, a good, uh, strong day of racing because it'll be at Rose Hill Gardens. It'll be benchmark racing across the day on the 3rd of December. Then December 10, it's the Ingham, the Razor Sharp and the Christmas Cup. So next weekend, it's solid benchmark racing right across the day and we'll get going again 6.30 next Saturday morning for Racing HQ Saturday. We'll see you then. Kev Wolf standing by to take us to the first part of race day so I'll hand it over to Kev now enjoy the rest of your race day enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you next Saturday morning at 6.30 start for Saturday HQ see you then now is the time to get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your summer workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue and the biggest range of shirts, shorts, boots and high-vis. Check out our lightweight workwear, just what you need to keep you cool this summer. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop summer workwear shop. Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Bigger, 87.6 FM. McLean, 88 FM. Gunnedah, 95.9 FM. And Ballina on 88 FM. And we're getting close to action now. Where it is a hive of activity. Ready to go. Australia's most comprehensive racing coverage. Here he comes, the thunder down under. He's put five links on, he's breaking their heart. Right over the top, it's going to be a miracle three-piece. Here's a TJ treble for the sprint cash in group one. And now, the greatest of the ball. Champions become the legend. On Sky Sports Radio, this is the National Racing Service with Kevin Wolfe. Good morning at 14 to midday. Yes, Sky Sports Radio, race day Saturday, and uh, thanks to Richard Haynes and Racing HQ, the Behind the Gates multi, give it strength, along with a punters panel multi for this afternoon. Five New South Wales meetings to uh, present to you today. Rose Hill, Kembla Grange, 
Uh, now, we have Dale Walker at Kembla, we have Ben Hall at Wagga, we have Cole Hodges at Canamble, and we have Rod Fuller at Kempsey, along with Mitch Manners at Rose Hill. So, in between that, we have Caulfield, Morfordville, Gold Coast. We've got the big group ones at Ascot. So, yes, plenty of racing to get through, and um, we've given you plenty of information with best bets and the like this morning. More of that to come. Next up at midday will, in fact, be Brett Davis calling at Morfordville, giving us his best bets for today's program. But uh, while we wait for that, we'll play you this. Uh, this is from this morning. Uh, Mark Unit. if you didn't hear him with Hainsey earlier on, here he was speaking about his runners today. This podcast brought to you by... Yeah, and we'll get to that in just a moment with uh, Mark Newnham. And after Brett Davis, we'll be having uh, Nicole Thomas on board, uh, Caulfield and Gold Coast movers. Uh, plenty more to come here. Mark Newnham. This guest is on the line for a chat, and that is Mark Newnham. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Richard. Morning, Ray. Uh, just before we touch on your runners today, Shadow Vampire, how well is he going? How did he pull up after Wednesday? Yeah, really good. He was on a six-day backup, um, so he, he's done a good job. I'll just give him another day or two before deciding whether we, we go another run. But he's had five runs this time, and he's put three together. He looks to be a specialist 1,000-metre horse, so um, I might just give him a little break. Or there's one, there's another race towards uh, the middle of December at Randwick over 1,000, so we'll just wait and see how he does. Yeah, good morning, Mark. Four entered for Rose Hill today. Are they all running, Mark? Yep. Yeah, they'll all go round. Yeah, they'll all go round. Terrific. Well, we'll start off with Mission Phoenix in race four. And I, I dare say, Mark, that was so satisfying to you and connections of the horse to see him win at Canterbury last start. I know it's been a long time between drinks, so to speak, with this horse. He's had so many injury issues, but you persevered and got the rewards. How's he trained on? Yeah, really well. Um, look, he was a, a very promising horse early in his career and he was playing a Grand Prix and looked like he'd be an ideal derby-type horse. But, uh, didn't quite make it. Um, he made a return off Long Breaker in the winter. And he ran well without pain, um on some very heavy tracks, but notably this time in, um, he's two runs back on dry ground have been better again. And I thought he was really good at Canterbury. He took control of the race. His figures were good. Yeah, he's always been a promising horse and hopefully he now can start to realise that potentially showed as a young horse. Really interesting runner, Mark, for your stable in the festival stakes, a horse called Sunshine Rising. French import uh, bred, began his racing in Ireland, ended up in Hong Kong where he was a Group 2 winner, Group 1 place. Now with your stable, he's a, rise, he's a nine-year-old now. He hasn't raced for nearly two years, but how is he coming up? And his trials have been good, Mark. Oh, look, he's, a, yeah, he's probably the most interesting horse I've had anything to do with. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're taking on a horse of his age, um, and the injuries he's had, he's had tendon injuries, um, you, you know, you, you're up against it. But um, he's been a lovely horse to work with, um, obviously very talented. His work and his trials suggest that um, he'll run very, very well. Um, logic tells you that he shouldn't be able to win. Um, a horse that's had one start in three years and and that, that being nearly two years to go um, at his age and, and with tendon problems. Um, but, you know, racing's not based on a lot of logic and, um, 
as as the trainer and, and someone who's ridden him a bit of work, I expect he'll run well. Obviously, the Ingham's in the back of your mind if he can come through today's race in good shape. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, but, you know, horse like him, it's, it's uh, I hate to use the cliche, but it is one day at a time with a horse like him. But look, he's a he's a lovely animal. He's been an absolute pleasure to deal with. He's he's um, he's really enjoying the environment here, and a couple of days at the beach each week, and. Um, it's just a little bit, you've got to train him a little bit differently. So um, as a trainer, it's a, it's, a, it's a good challenge. And um, and so far, we're in good shape. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what he can do in the festival stakes. Then two runners in the starlight, Dragonstone and Sneaky Page. Dragonstone, firstly, gee, that was a super run last week in the Warramark. Yeah, and look, they're, they're the sort of sectionals he's capable of reeling off. Um, the frustrating part about Dragonstone is the start he gives away, but, um, yeah, yeah. you know, despite trying a couple of things, that's just his racing pattern, so we've got to learn to live back. Um, you know, his first two runs back, I think we was running in an attempt to, just to get him to travel a couple of lengths closer, but that didn't, that didn't work for him. And... Um, Look, the other day, he probably only needed another three or four bounds and he wins the race. He, he ran the best 600, 400 and 200 of the day there at Kembla. So he's in his form and he's, he's only ever backed up once and that was uh, in the middle of the year and he won the um, he won the Bob Charlie at Randwick. So 1,100 listed on a backup, uh, very similar recipe to his last win. And there should be good tempo in this race, Mark. A couple of those horses in the field <coughs> opposed to Dragonstone are on paces, so he should get the tempo to suit him. Yeah, you would think so. Um, he, he hasn't been to Rose Hill before, and 1100 Rose Hill can be uh, tricky just in the fact that because you're turning for a long way, it tends to play to horses that uh, are down near the inside, either on pace or, or travel inside. So, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a tricky ride for Tom to get it right. Um, you know, where, where he makes his ground up towards the inside, and then when he when he looks to get into clear air. So, um, you know, it'll be something. It'll be different for the horse, not not having been to Rose Hill before. No, understand. And where does Sneaky Page fit in the picture, Mark? She was racing through winter, racing very well. She ran in the Scirocco early September. You gave her a little bit of time out. And her run at Flemington on Derby Day was, was excellent, finishing third at Group 3 level. Had about a month between runs, and she gets into a, a starlight on the limit. Wait, where, where does she fit in, Mark? Well, she just a, a man in really good form and has maintained mm. that right through the winter um, with only a little freshen up in between. And you generally find with these sort of mares that they'll just keep running to their best. And, you know, she's uh, maintained a, a condition all the way through and, um, you know, really gone to another level in those last couple of runs. Um, she was quite unlucky in the Scirocco to miss a, miss a place. Um, in a really solid form race. Uh, then she was group placed at, uh, at Flemington, which was a tick in the box considering the pedigree. And uh, if we could get a stakes win there, that would make her uh, more valuable again. Um, where she's a little bit tricky, but uh, if anyone can get it right from there, um, Tyler's the man, he's, he's riding in great yeah. 
He certainly is. And just one runner at Kembla, just quickly, Mark Skylight song. Gee, you found a nice race for this horse, bursting to win. Yeah, look, he's, he's a couple of seconds in his last two runs. Um, we just ran a little keenly at, at Canterbury, so I've taken the blinkers off him. I'd expect him to be able to put himself on pace and be hard to get past again. Terrific. Best of luck this afternoon, Mark. Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Good on you, Mark. Thank you, Mark Newnham, with a pretty decent hand uh, at Rosehill Gardens today. Yes, yeah, sunshine rising adds a stack of interest, and we'll, we'll just see how he handles the occasion of Rosehill Gardens as well. Tab has greyhound offers on tap. Bet fixed odds on all races at Sandown Park for the Melbourne Cup this Saturday night. And if your dog wins, get paid out. Plus your stake back as a bonus bet up to $25. That's winnings paid plus your stake back on all races at Sandown Park this Saturday night. For racing offers on tap, download the new Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers help 1-800-858-858. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karinga. People. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So before we get to midday and catch up with Brett Davis about Morfordville, another of uh, the chats this morning from Racing HQ with Richard Haynes, Ray Thomas, John O'Shea joined them for a chat earlier this morning. Bad, thanks. John, I suppose you divide your time a little between Randwick and a, a, a Hawkesbury base these days as well for, for, for the right kind of horse. Yeah, no, we're three days a week at Hawkesbury, which is most enjoyable. So um, this morning we're at Randwick, just uh, putting them through their paces. Uh, good morning, John. How, how many do you have in training at, at Hawkesbury, John? Oh, I've been 25, sort of 28, Ray. Just a nice number. Beautiful stable there we share with Michael Friedman and... Uh, uh, it's just been a delight, to be honest. Yeah, I guess you, you, you got that advantage then of switching environments for horses. Sometimes a, a change of environment just can just bring a horse back into form, and it gives you that option now, Hawkesbury. It does. It gives you an option in terms of um, a filly that you know may require a little bit quieter, or you know, a horse deep into its prep, uh, one change of environment, with a few days in the paddock, that sort of thing. So it seems to work well. Fair enough, yeah. Three runners in the, the festival stakes this afternoon, John. We'll start off with Kerwin's Lane. You just decide to scratch from last week. With no issue with the horse, John? No, there's no problem. It's just where he drew, and I, I thought he was just yeah. going to map terribly. So, um, we, you know, we held him over a week, and I think the map looks a lot better for him this week. And, you know, the extra week hasn't hurt him either. And, and he's in great form. We're talking about Hawkesbury. He comes off that Ladies' Day Cup win um, last start. He, he's a mile specialist, John, and I dare say the, the Ingham's uh, the main goal for him this campaign. There is, but, you know, like he's going to be competitive today. Yeah. He loves the 1500 at Rose Hill. He gets a little bit of weight relief from last week. You know, he's up there where it counts, but I still think that he's got a winning chance today. Absolutely. Lions Raw, um, class horse, we know a Group 1 winner resumed off a long spell there, first up at Newcastle. It was just a forget run, wasn't it? Johnny was yeah, without yeah. cover the whole way. And he, he was just a bit fresh, Ray, with the blinkers and mm. come out skiing and just didn't execute well. And So, you know, we need him to drop in today and, and give himself a chance and lay a foundation for the Ingham. He, he's a horse with, a, obviously, a Randwick Guinness, a smile winner, so... 
you know, if he can run a good race today, he'll just lay a good foundation for the Ingham in two weeks. Yeah, and hopefully he'll improve off the hunter. Charlize, the mayor, and uh, she was terrific in the hot Danish. She had almost a month between runs, but she sets up nicely here, John. She does, Ray. She loves time between runs. Mm. She loves 1500 at Rose Hill. She's got a beautiful draw just to find herself a significantly better position than what she was the other day, and we think that she can give a good account of herself at, you know, pretty big odds. She's um, in foal, is she, John, at the moment, Charlotte? Yeah, she's her last run today. She, okay. Yeah. She can go out of fishing. That'd be good, yeah. And then down to the last, bend the knee, and I am lethal running for the stable. I am lethal, firstly, John. He's had the four runs back. Really good signs last start. Awkward draw today, but he gets the dry track he needs. Yeah, I don't mind his draw, though, Ray. It looks genuine tempo, and he's a horse that loves to get into a rhythm, so if he could find himself just, you know, midfield or thereabouts uh, with a nice trail somewhere, he gets balanced up, he attacked the line really well last start. He'll do the same today. And, and Ben, the knee, I know he's a horse you've always had a bit of time for. I guess in his advantage today, he's drawn a lovely barrier. He should get the right run today. He, he should, mate. The other day, it's just, you know, he drew off the track and yeah. it's pretty hard to make up ground. So, but Sexing was good today. He lobs in, you know, just a beautiful draw, sort of in the first five or six. Um, he's got good, you know, stats second up and he's got a good 1,400 metre form. So, you know, I think he's a horse that can improve dramatically. Yeah, no, some good chances today at Rosal. Dwayne, you've got an interesting runner um, at the Provincials today. Uh, I noticed him first up, a horse called Master Copy, uh, Irish bred horse, had his first run for you at Hawkesbury about three weeks ago. Uh, did, did he impress you that day? He got to the line quite nice in the 1300. Yeah, no, we were very happy with him. He's a mm. progressive young horse, uh, learning his craft, um, but, you know, a bunch of ability and uh, expect him to go significantly better today on a bigger track and a better draw. Yeah, 1,400 metres. Denaru and Count on me also racing there at Kemba and Race 8. Hey, look, John, thanks for joining us this morning and best of luck this afternoon. Thanks very much, Ray. Drummond Golf is Australia's biggest, so we're having Australia's biggest Black Friday golf sale. It's so big, our Black Friday sale doesn't end until Tuesday. You'll find huge savings store-wide on our great range of leading golf brands with up to 50% off golf balls, up to 33% off buggies, up to 25% off golf bags, and much more. So shop in store or online at drummondgolf.com.au. Just don't miss Australia's biggest Black Friday golf sale. On now, only at Drummond Golf. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Bet fixed odds on all races at Rose Hill and Caulfield this Saturday. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's 19 races across two tracks. If you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. Sky Sports Radio, the complete racing and sports coverage with the National Racing Service.
here on Sky Sports Radio. Just gone midday. Afternoon to you. We go straight over to Morfordville now. Brett Davis is there calling this afternoon. Brett, hello to you. Hello, Kevin. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, Morfordville today, nine race card. We've got a bit of rain happening at the moment, Kevin. I don't think it'll hang around for too long. We're expecting overcast conditions, but still quite warm before degrees. Track rated a good four. Rails had a fair way today for the City of Marion Stakes Race 8, which is the feature won last year by Outlaws Revenge, who goes into the race first up. Look, I'm suggesting race six, number 11, Wild Imagination, is the best on the card. Her last couple of runs have been terrific, and she was quite good first up as well. She's perfectly placed today from a low barrier, and I think this is her race. So race six, number 11, Wild Imagination, I've made the best. Um, I also think race eight, number eight, Manhattan Times, although he's been a bit costly this campaign, he's beautifully placed today in the feature. Uh, he's around $4.20. I think that's a terrific each-way bet. I think he's, a, you know, dare I say, it, a moral to run in the first three, and I think he can even win. So um, I'm not on my own, too. There's a lot of other uh, very, very good judges suggesting that he can run well, and I'm happy to jump on their bandwagon. So race six, number 11, Wild Imagination, the best, and the second best, race eight, number eight, Manhattan Times, in the feature, the city of Marianne. 6.11 currently is 2.80 and 8.8, 3.20. Brett, when are you doing your form? Do you, uh, I mean, it's feature racing at Perth, obviously, a bit closer to you than, than us. Do you, do you look at those races too and have any sort of uh, interest in picking, yeah. just doing the form yourself? Any thoughts on Ascot today? Oh, I think uh, Bo Rosser obviously will all be cheering for him. Um, it didn't go that well for Ironclad last week, but um, I think Bo Rosser is definitely um, going to be up to the uh, up to the grade today. I've seen him actually working in the last couple of weeks. I saw him do a, a trial and an exhibition gallop, and he looks really good. Wow. So I would be surprised if he, he ran a poor race. Uh, have, it's a long trip, though, as we know, from here to Perth, uh, whether you go by plane or by road. Um, so that can sometimes play its part, but I do expect that uh, he'll run pretty well today, but I respect the opposition as well. So do horses generally, are they floated to Perth from Adelaide or are they flown? Uh, I would say most of them are probably flown uh, these days with obviously travel uh, more accessible, but there are the odd ones that get floated over, but it's a, it's a mighty long drive, that's for sure. So I'd say majority are flown over, but it's still, you know... Three and a half hours on a plane, four hours, and then you've got pre and post travel. Um, it, it can take a bit out of them. Uh, and look, not not having done the trip myself, Adelaide to Perth, how long would it take on, in the car? In a plane? No, in in if you were on the road, how far oh, is it? Probably two days, maybe three oh, days. It's a big country. Two to three days yeah, to get there. My God, it's a it's a long way to the Adelaide border, West Australian border, and then it's even further from there to Perth. So yeah. You know, look, if horses are going to Perth to, to stay there, then they can be floated. But when they're travelling for, a, you know, an in-and-out scenario, like Bo Rock, I would say, you know, 99% uh, he's, he's been on the plane, so... Oh, you could put them on the Indian Pacific. Well, you could do that, yeah. yeah. Hire, hire a cabin, away you go. Right, that's, sure. <laughs> that's right, right. <laughs> right uh, Brett, thanks for that. Good calling today at Morfordville. Thanks for your time. Right on, Pleasure. Mate. Have a great day, everyone. I hope there's plenty of winners. Thank you, mate. Brett Davis there, keen on race six, number 11, and race eight, number eight. At five past 12, we're going to pick up a race from New Zealand here for you before we catch up. Nicole Thomas from Tabby is going to uh, settle in. She's got a coffee. She's going to run through uh, movers for us for... Um, the Caulfield and uh, Gulf Coast meetings, but firstly Rose Hill, because the first at Rose Hill is coming up in 14 from now. But we'll take you to Tarapa and here for race three. A dollar ninety-five favourite is number two, which is Tokyo Tycoon. Off to New Zealand.
morning when we're here with the punters lounge and it's improved to that six range now in the red favorites in the red Tokyo Tokyo tycoon at a dollar 90 now for the Sky City Hamilton Waikato Cup day 10th of December to your old maiden to complete the load up is to catch a thief the two year olds the six of them are locked and loaded gates open and the two year olds are off First away was Taliska to lead out, but they're headed off quickly now by She Turns Heads. Over in third spot next to Show Me The Money. Then came the favourite Tokyo Tycoon, who will settle fourth one on the outside of the third horse. Two lengths away and behind them next then to, uh, cat, to catch a thief and back with it is stick to the orders. Down the side, 700 metres to go. Pacemaker is She Turns Heads. Leads by three quarters from Taliska second. A length away, Show Me The Money. Favourite Tokyo Tycoon still fourth one out and then followed by To Catch a Thief and last on the inside, stick to the orders. Six lengths over the field as they come to the corner, 400 metres left to go and she turns heads, turns for home in front here. Leads by two, Tokyo Tycoon, the uh, stable mate coming out after it. Wider out is To Catch a Thief and then followed in behind those next by Taliska. Down to the 200 is still she turns heads, the leader. Tokyo Tycoon being called upon, Taliska in behind them. Further out To Catch a Thief, taking the lead now, Tokyo Tycoon. She turns is if nothing if not game on the inside but Tokyo Tycoon will win it second over will be She Turns Heads photos for third between To Catch a Thief and Taliska who looked a little unlucky halfway down and behind them next then was Stick to the Orders and last over was Show Me the Money to Tokyo Tycoon Michael McNabb wins at Tarapa favourite salutes 180-130 it'll be five She Turns Heads 180 and a camera for third in just a moment we'll catch up with Nicole Thomas and go through the movers uh, at Rose Hill and Caulfield and the Gold Coast as well at 7 past 12. Experience Friday night under lights. Night racing, live bands, pop-up food markets and bars, plus children's entertainment. Entry is free. Kia Friday night racing on December 9 at Canterbury Park. Find out more at theracers.com.au. Seven past 12 here at Sky Sports Radio. Let's see what's happening. Where's the money trail at Rose Hill this afternoon? Nicole Thomas, morning to you. Good morning to you, Kevin. Okay. Look, the first at Rose Hill, we are, what, 11 minutes away. We'll update that, uh, I suppose, with Mitch shortly. But um, give us a rough idea of, uh, at this stage, the money runner for the for the first. Yeah, Dear Belly here, number three, into $2.50, and we opened a much bigger price. So even after deductions, it's been about $5.50 into that $2.50 quote. A little bit of money for Sense of Humour, number seven, and Disneck, number four, into five fifty from eight. But Dear Belly is clearly our market mover there in the first. Right, we're moving across to race two at five to one. Uh, what are we seeing here? Colour Sergeant, uh, pretty short. It is short, but the money has just dried up a little bit for Colour Sergeant. It was 270, it got to 225, even 215 at one point. Just back out to 260 now, so only a slight shorten on the favourite. Loving Scylla is the one today, though, number seven. Punters like this one, $10 into the $5.50 quote today. Jack Duggan as well, number eight. The other second favourite has come in a little bit to 380. So with that money drying up for Colour Sergeant, I'm going Loving Scylla, number seven, as our mover. Loving Scylla, okay. Uh, race three at Rose. Hill the tab highway at half past one. 
Yeah, Miss Kiribilli is the favourite and it's been well back number seven. Four ten after deductions we bet into $3.20 so clearly the tab mover. Outside of that there are a couple of other moves worth mentioning. I'm a true star. Number five is one of them. 17 into 10 and Sasu as well. It's been back number 13 but Miss Kiribilli is clearly on top. Miss Kiribilli there in race three. The highway the fourth is your 205 380 Tony B is our favourite. Yeah, Tony B. That's the one I'm going to put as the market mover. It's been 550 into the 380 quote overall in betting. That's number four in the race. And it is the favourite here. We've got some money for Mission Phoenix though as well. So don't ignore that move. Number five, 750 into the 460 quote. And Worthily is another one if you're putting it in the multiples. Number three into that 650 quote. But Tony B is the best move out of them. Number four. Did you ever watch The Sopranos, Nicole? I did. A long time ago, yes. Tony B. <laughs> That's where it's from, of course. Well, possibly. He was Tony's cousin, Tony B, Series 5. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we digress. Race 5 at 2.40. We do. Uh, race five here. We've got some really good money for winning verse number nine. It's four thirty into $3.80. So it's the favourite in the race. It's been well backed. But there's good money as well in this race for Authentic Jewel number five. $11 into $8. So two good moves. But let's go with winning verse as a tab mover. Winning verse it is. Okay. Race six, the tab country classic over the 2000 at 20 past three. Well, punters are really backing a lot of runners in this race. They're pretty much backing uh, everything. There's a little specking for everything. We'll go with point counterpoint as a mover, number seven, six dollars into five fifty. But one that's really been back today, Proust, number seventeen. I've noticed some good support. It's into eight dollars fifty from ten dollars and in from slightly bigger price on opening. So with that support, a dream runner is four eighty. It's in the market. I'll mention it. But I'm going with um, Proust as our mover. That's seventeen. Proust with Ben Looker in the saddle. Okay, let's go to race seven. Uh, the Sand and Soil ATC Cup at 4 o'clock. Yeah, there's two runners that have been backed much better than the rest of them. Steely number 14 is one of them. It's actually into $3.40, this favourite. It's in from about five fifty after deduction, so that's a huge move. Alcione is the other one, number nine. The second favourite, four sixty in from $8. So two very good moves in this race, but let's go with Steely number 14 as our mover. Steely it is in race seven, and hopefully the horse will be indeed that. Race 8. The Festival Stakes, 20 to 5, the feature. Yeah, this is an interesting betting race. Sunshine Rising, number one, and Coal Crusher, number seven. They were equal favourites not long ago, but the money's come for Sunshine Rising, number one. It's clear favourite now at $4.80, and it's been in from about the $8 quote, so that's a good good move for it. Coal Crusher's also come in, number seven, into that five fifty quote from an opening, uh, I think it was about $8 there as well. So money for the two favourites there, but Sunshine Rising gets the nod. Sunshine Rising there in the eights. Race nine is uh, the Starlight Stakes at 20 past five. Uh, Again, it looks wide open here. It is wide open, and punters coming for a few at big prices. Well, they're not as big anymore. This one's Sky Command number seven. We opened a huge price, about twenty-three dollars after deductions into six fifty. So that is a big go. There's also a good go for Mister Mosaic overall in betting here, number eleven, fifteen dollars into the eight dollar quote. But money for a few others like Kalos and Through the Cracks as well. So a good betting race here. But let's go with Sky Command number seven as our mover. Sky Command it is, and the tenth at Rose Hill at five to six, and favourite currently. Democracy Manifest. Yes, Democracy Manifest is $7 into three twenty, and it's clearly the one the punters want, number three, the favourite here. Outside of that, there is some support for Akasawa, number seven, into $6.50 from an opening nine fifty. Ton of grit as well. There is a little bit of support for it, but Democracy Manifest is clearly the one that goes on top. Uh, what's the best of the movers, Nicole? 
Oh, I have to give it to that one in the first race. Uh, Dear Belly, number three, five fifty into that $2.60 quote. Righto. Thank you for that. Hey, don't go too far away. Grab yourself a Pepsi. Pepsi Max, of course. Uh, <laughs> Caulfield, Gold Coast, movers to come after Rose Hill. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Kevin. Righto. So we've just uh, heard from Nicole and uh, the man calling the races today. He survived behind the gates. Mitch Manners. Hello, Mitch. G'day, Kevy. Good uh, afternoon to you. Afternoon, everyone. Runners in the yard. Uh, oh, I've seen a few at the sales. Hey, uh, uh, hang on. Strong sprinting types. We've lost Mitch. We've gone uh, to Sky Thoroughbred Central there, so uh, Mitch obviously hit the wrong button there. We might go to Gary Portelli here. We're both on him, so I said, well, if you're going to buy him, I want to be sitting right beside you to make sure I get him a train. And, and here we are, you know, an early two-year-old that we predicted, and he's a good chance. Uh, the, the trial, you're happy with it? Yeah, he jumped well, showed good speed, a beautiful big action on him, and showed plenty late in the, tri- in the, in the trial, and, and he's come on nicely. He's pretty fit. So he'll obviously go forward? I hope so. You know, sometimes trial speed can be different to race speed, but we'll be certainly looking for, you know, somewhere up on the speed. Have you had many brave smashes? You've got this feeling here, Kamochi. There's not too many of them, what we've seen. No, I've seen a few at the sales. I really like the really strong sprinting types. Uh, I've got one another one coming through at home that's showing plenty as well. And um, she's been one that's just kept improving every time we've asked something of her. And uh, she trialled nicely too. She savaged the line in that trial, guys. Yeah, she does it at work as, as well. We teach our babies. We sort of identify the type of um, galloping style they'll have. And she looked as though she was going to be one more educated. She wouldn't get, wasn't going to have a lot of gate speed. So in track work, we started giving her guinea pigs to run down. And, and she would um, she'd really charge and, and it was good to see her repeat that track work on trial day. And if there's good speed here, which there should be, she'll be the one getting home. Yeah, I hope so, yeah. You know, it's race day is always the big question mark. We've all got the dream of golden slippers and things right now and, and hopefully um, uh, the, the dream continues after race one. Good luck here, guys. Thank you. That's Gary Portelli. We'll try again with Mitch. Uh, the update, race one. Okay, Kev, let's try again. Bear to witness, 21 into 19. Diabelli, 270, slightly on the drift from 250. Disney is 550. Sense of humour, 650 and solid. Wild Bow, $8.50. Now, there's a couple of trim-ups for these two down the bottom. Kamochi is 7 into 650, and Zuccaret now finds itself at 750 in from 850. Diabelli, favourite for the first event, off to the barrier. Right, uh, Corey Speaker, the artist Kamochi. We need Brad's late mail. Through the last five horses, uh, he sends the races for three winners, so the stable's humming. Uh, I've got Diabelli on top here as far as my late mail numbers go. I've got 3, 11, 7, and 15. He looks hard enough to beat the market. Has cottoned on to that fact, but I thought he was good uh, at Flemington on debut. Circumstances didn't suit. He should get a lovely run just in behind the speed here. James McDonald does the steering, and he, of course, is in the Godolphin blue. That's a fair head start. 11, Kamochi. Uh, as I said, if she gets the first half of the race right, I think she's going to be a player here. The smaller field certainly helps. Uh, she can recover some kind of position and she'll be the one working home at the finish. Seven, sense of humour. He's hard to beat. I liked his trial. Uh, he looked the ultimate professional. He'll bounce. He'll put himself there and he's going to be hard enough to beat. Uh, he deserves his spot there in the market. What is he? About $6.50. And Zuccaret, I've got as the fourth pick. So 3, 11, 7 and 15. Thank you, Brad Gray. 3, 7, 11, 15 and 11 there from Corey Brown. The pick of the yard. Kimochi. Tarapa's third went 2-5-3-4, Tokyo Tycoon 180 and 135. She turned heads 180, no third, three, Taliska, and four was fourth. 17 past 12, the first at Rose Hill, three minutes away. Hi, how did you get a next-gen Ranger? Picked it up from a 
Ford dealer last week. They had plenty of the XL, the XLS, and Thanks, mate! Yeah, okay, bye. Get into your Ford dealership quick and get into a next-gen Ranger quicker with XL and XLS in stock right now. I'll take the blue one, please. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Bet fixed odds on all races at Rose Hill and Caulfield this Saturday. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's 19 races across two tracks. If you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. 18 past 12 off to Rose Hill shortly. The first coming up in two. And uh, before we get stuck into the racing, we should be looking ahead to tonight because huge night for the Socceroos, the World Cup, playing uh, Tunisia. Game they've got to win. And coming up at 9 o'clock, Tunisia 2.15 with Tab. Australia's 3.75. The draw is at $3.30. 263 markets available with Tab. And if you are in Sydney, head to Tab's watch party at the Madison Hotel, Surrey Hills, from 6 o'clock tonight. Chance to win some great prizes. Watch the game with Socceroos legends, including Archie Thompson. So if you're in Sydney, you want to get in the Aussie mood after, uh, you know, good day at the races... Head to Surrey Hills, the Madison Hotel, for the Tab Watch Party for the World Cup, Tunisia and Australia, 9 o'clock kickoff. Uh, if you're still going at midnight, you'll have Poland playing Saudi Arabia. Uh, 3 o'clock, France and Denmark. Through till 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, Argentina and Mexico. So much happening. You can bet live, of course, in venue or on the phone, one double three three nine zero For the Soccer World Cup, there's a stack of things going on. Get involved. Sky Sports Radio, your complete home for sports and racing. As we get racing at Rose Hill underway this afternoon, out to Mitch Manners. Starting to load, Wild Bo, the first one to get ready. Now Kamochi about to find its spot in the stalls, daughter of Brave Smash on debut. So getting set. G'day Cass, afternoon to you and afternoon everyone tuning in on Sky Racing 1. Loading away rather well here for the first event. Here is Diabelli coming forward, the race favourite. Although a pretty soft favourite at that out to $3.10. Now bear to witness coming up. So four to get set. So three out now with Bear to Witness almost into the stalls but not fully ready. So they've got Bear to Witness into line now. And thanks, Gav. And to the Gav. And to the Gav. And to the Gav. And first. First. Glorious day. 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 Terrific uh, program today for the Festival Stakes. Starlight Stakes, all at black type level. And the Country Classic, once again, a capacity field of 18. Field of 18. Over 2,000 metres. Coming 
Beer Belly, a soft favourite for the first event. Ziznik, start number two after running midfield of the Golden Gift here on debut. Stand by for a start. First of ten. First of ten. First of ten. Ready. 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 Bit of movement. Bit of movement. Bit of movement. Started just hold. Gav, I might need you to call this. Are you in a position? Kamochi a little slow to move. Bear to witness was right out the back. Missed it three lengths. Zuccaret bounce. Zuccaret bounce. Holding a Ford spotter's sense of humour in third. Now Kamochi's picked up to settle fourth and Diabelli's in fifth. Further back in the field is Desnick. Three lengths away last of all to bear to witness. At the 850 metres mark, it's Wild Bow, the leader by half a length. In second spot, the outside is Zuccared. And then followed by in third, a sense of humour. Fourth, the inside, Kamochi. Two lengths away, Diabelli. It's got about four lengths to make up at the home turn. Further back to Desnick and Last of all is Bear to Witness, topping the straight at the 400. Wild Bow the leader. Zuccaret moves up on the outside. Sense of humour. Diabelli's called upon. Disney's running on out wider. 200 metres left to run. And on the inside, Zuccaret's joined now by Disney, who exploded at the 125. Disney's hit the front. Getting out late, Kamochi, then Diabelli, but Disney's clear. Race experience to the four in the first. Disney by a length and a half. Kamochi's run second, making good ground off the winner late. And Diabelli third. Fourth in Zuccaret, then bear to witness. Further back, sense of humour. And the last one to clock in was Wild Bow. Number four, Disneck, 5.70 and 2.90 there for Rachel King. Beats the 11. That's Kamachi at 3.30. No third, about three, dear belly. Four, Disneck. Was midfield in the Golden Gift on debut. Race with a sort of a very green on that occasion after trialling up very professionally. It has been very strong late to score here from Kamochi, who'll be winning races. She's just got a bit to learn, that second filly, but she's run well, and Diabelli had its chance in third. 4, 11 and 3, the result. 4, 11 and 3 to race number one. Disney, the colt by Trapeze Artist, who's throwing some really running types at the moment and gets... Uh, a city metropolitan winner and uh, one of his first crops to the races. Disney, Rachel King, Bjorn Baker defeats 11, Kamochi, Sam Clippard and Gary Portelli. Three Diabellis run third, James McDonald, James Cummings. 15 is fourth, Zuccaret, and two bear to witness is fifth. Margins are a length and a half by a length and a quarter. A length and a half, a length and a quarter. 10381 is the race time. And that last full post, guys, full post. 34.38. He is. He's, uh, he is a very laid-back, cool customer and uh, really come on since that first run. He just had absolutely no luck that day. I was, I was pretty confident he'd run well here today. And uh, Bert Bier, of course, trapeze artist. He's got a big bonus for the, is it the first stage race or group race <laughs> or trainer in a Saturday. Uh, but, uh, no, unfortunately, I, I came uh, off much worse against trapeze artist. But this guy's got a few of the same, same traits. He looks a bit similar. Um, um, and he's only getting better and better, so he's exciting going forward. He's got a lovely turn of foot. Yeah, he has. It was good. It was a good ride today, Rachel. She summed it up. There's a bit of speed on, and and uh, he was able to relax and switch off, which is, is a sign of a good natural horse. So he's got the maiden win out of the way. Have you got anything in mind for him? Oh, there's a half-million-dollar race around in a couple of weeks for English graduates, so we may have to have a look at that, but obviously going forward there's another, another English race, and, and you may have to look in the order. Him too. He's a, a nice horse with a great attitude. What a good start to the day. Well done. Brilliant. Thank you. There is Bjorn Baker, the 
winning trainer. So okay, totes are here. Four, eleven, three, and fifteen was fourth. Quinella twenty, exacta forty, trifecta one hundred and twenty-four. The four paid three hundred and seventy-seven. Four, eleven, three, and fifteen. There, race one, Rose Hill. Race two. At five to one, and Colour Sergeant the fave there with J Mac in the saddle. Okay, Nicole Thomas is still with us here as we look at the the movers for the meetings in Victoria and Queensland today. It's Caulfield, got nine races there. Right, and Nicole, the first is coming up at twelve thirty-five. What can you tell us? Got a very good move here in the first for cylinder number two. It's getting very short now. It's in from three eighty. It's now a dollar eighty-five. And on the back of that remedies, the other favourite, it's a big drifter. Now it's a five dollars from three twenty. All of the monies with cylinder number two in race one. Number two, race one. Race two at ten past one is the Sandown Cup. Yeah, we've got San Herberto that was supported earlier in the week, number one. It's been about 8.50 into the 6.50 quote. But I'm going to make one at odds uh, here, the market mover. True Marvel, number seven. This has been $21 into 11. So number seven, our market mover. Yeah, Blake McDougall in form there on True Marvel. Now, number th- uh, race three is coming up at 14 minutes to two. Yeah, this is a really good betting race. There's money for plenty of runners here, including Yulong Command into $7, number three. Zach DeBoss has been popular, number six. It's into 10 from 17. But the one I'm going to make, the market mover, is Rose Quartz, number nine. It's into $7.50 now, and it's in from a huge price, in from about the $19 quote. So Rose Quartz, our market mover. Rose Quartz. Okay, race four, Caulfield, the Twilight Glow Stakes. Uh, looks to be wide open betting here. It is wide open and there's not really any huge support for the two favourites. They've been reasonably solid in the market, so money for some others at a prices. Vienna Princess is one of them, number five. This has gone into $12 from an opening 19. Get Up Girls, slight support into $11. And Cast, number 11. This is into $11 from 34. So some very good moves in this race at odds, but Cast, I'll go with it, number 11 as our mover. Cast, okay. Moving across to race five, the Kevin Heffernan Stakes. This one is due at three o'clock. Yeah, the money's really around the two favourites here. Literary Magnate, number seven, and Norwegian Bliss, number eight. But there's more support for the favourite Norwegian Bliss, number eight, into two twenty-five from $2.80. It's a nice move for the favourite. So number eight is our tab mover. Number eight there in race five. Race six is the Eclipse Stakes. Um, the toppy here, Grand Slam's the favourite. Who's the mover? Gee, it's been a big drifter, that Grand Slam. It's certainly not it. It's out from 290 to 460. There's a couple of odds that have moved inwards. Milford, number two, is one of them. $51 into 16. That is quite a significant move inwards. Flash feeling. This is one the punters really like, number 12. It's into $7 from $15. Princess Rainey's has been met with support down the bottom there, number 13. Out of those, I'll go with flash feeling. It's a nice move for number 12. Number 12 there in race six. Race seven is the zipping classic. Good old zipping. Uh... Who's our mover here? This race at 20 past four. We go down to number nine, Lunces. It's the favourite, 310. It's been backed as well. Uh, 310 in from about the um, $3.90 quote. So that's a very nice move. The other one that's been met with support this morning is Persan, number four. 7.15 to 6.50 today. But Lunces, the favourite, is our mover. We have correct weight there at Rose Hill on race one. Weight right pay the punters. Race eight is the Sandown Guineas at Caulfield this afternoon at five o'clock. I'll see you in heaven is one of the equal favourites, number 13, at the $4 quote. The other one is the fortune teller. But see you in heaven has been slightly better supported, four twenty into that $4 quote. But outside of that, there's another really well-backed runner, number five, Atmosphere. It's into $8 from an opening 13. So I'm going outside of the favourites, going with Atmosphere, number five is our mover. Atmosphere. Okay. Let's look at the summon stakes here, race nine. 
You've got Roots number eight, the favourite, but it's just a slight drifter this morning. There's good money for My Whisper here, number three, six fifty into four dollars eighty. If you're looking for a roughie in the race to throw in, Cliff's Art has been supported, number fourteen into the thirteen dollar quote. But My Whisper has been a very nice move, so let's put number three in as our tab mover. Yeah, Cliff's Art scratched for Rose Hill today to run at Caulfield, so might be something in that. Now, what's the best of the Caulfield movers, Nicole? I have to give it to Cylinder in the first. Look, despite the little drift from $1.85 out to $1.95, just in the last five minutes, Cylinder's still been in from three eighty. So that's race one, number two, Cylinder. Load up early, get it early, and you're right for the day. First Indeed. of the day. Okay. Yes. The other meeting is uh, at the Gold Coast there. Uh, good four. Getting underway here at uh, just after one o'clock. Now, race one, we have an odds-on pick steady ready. Who's our mover? Yeah, we do. Well, that was the mover, Steady Ready. I'm not going to make it the mover anymore. It's in from $2, $1.90. It did actually reach $1.70, so it's just a drifter this morning with great money coming for Frederick the Dane to